at least yet. I would play that. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm sorry. Is Dragon Quest walk like Pokemon Go, but Dragon Quest? Yeah, except it's way cooler because you get like you level up your character and you get ex- maybe it's not way cooler. I would just be more what I would want to play because it's like a game where you um, my understanding is you you have your hero. You you OK, you Yusha. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, hero, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you go to places and that's how you get experience. Like go here and you'll fight things along the way, but you also get experience when you get to like a monument and or wherever the map tells you to go tell told you to go to, and that's how you like complete quests and do events and stuff, and then you do it that way. And that to me actually sounds more fun than Pokemon, just because I like mm. Pokemon, but I like RPGs. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of RPG. Pokemon more. Go doesn't have a very strong sense of progression to it. No. Actually, unless you're willing to play it for like 10 hours a day, once you get to a certain point, it's, it feels almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's stuff you can do, but like, I don't really, I don't know. I, I still play it, but I kind of play Pokemon Go as, as sort of a, just sort of a time filler. It's like, oh, it's I'm out nice with ex- the dogs. I might as well get my steps in to like hatch yes. eggs and stuff. That that was that was where if I was, so my phone's old and it's kind of slow sometimes. So it was easy for me to stop playing it. But if I had a new phone, I would probably still be playing it just as an excuse to be like, oh, it's sunny outside. I should go walking. And obviously, I can't just do that without some type of motivation. Right. <laughs> in my case, I have to do some outside walking because dogs. Right, right. But yeah, it's, yeah. So, just so, a, it's just something to do while I am out there that mm-hmm. isn't just walking, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's sort of fun to, you know, see a Pokemon or whatever and, and catch it. And you're like, hey, that's kind of cool. I don't even know what that Pokemon is. That, yeah. that was my experience most of the time. Weirdly, weirdly, Pokemon Go has like taught me more about Pokemon. And like yeah. the actual Pokemon <laughs> that exists and what their types yeah. are, than yes. like almost any mainline Pokemon game, yeah, aside too. from like Red and Blue. Oh yeah, Red and Blue was because it's that just I... like that's that's like saying like you you learn more in your first two years of life than you do in the rest of your life. It's because like yeah, you have to learn all of the basic human skills. <laughs> yeah. So like Red and Blue is me learning all of the basic human skills for Pokemon. But, like, since then, all of my knowledge is completely atrophied. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, when I think of types, when I, when I was playing Pokemon Go at first and I thought of types, I, I was like, I don't have a goddamn clue what fairy type is. Like, what, yeah. what's, like I don't know what... I, well, I mean, steel, hell, I, played, I still, like, I still don't fully understand like, the, what's weak the type what? advantages for, for steel and dark. I, I just know steel was weak to fire. Yes. And Dark was strong versus Psychic because it was supposed to be like the anti-Psychic type. Yeah, it's, but other it's than the that, balance. I forget. Yeah, it's the balance patch. It's the balance patch for Psychic because Psychic well, was completely busted in Gen 1. Except that it wouldn't have been if they had... So Bug was strong versus Psychic for whatever reason, but every single Bug type was like Poison or Fighting or whatever. So right. it was like, well, this was a smart choice Nintendo or Game Freak. Yeah, that's, that's the problem in Gen 1 is like a bug and ghost are supposed oh, to yeah, be ghost. the counter yeah. the counterbalances to um, to psychic. But there is one ghost type <laughs> and it's poison. Yeah. One ghost type tree or ev- evolution tree, which is the Gengar Haunter or the Ghastly Haunter Gengar tree. Yeah. And those are all cool ghost poison. So they are actually weak to psychic attack, so you rip through them too. Which, by the way, has screwed up my understanding of ghost and psychic 
weaknesses for generations now. <laughs> um, and then there's bug, which is also strong against psychic, but a lot of the bug types are also poison types. Yep. I think every so, single one, actually. I don't think there's a single bug that's not uh, Butterfree is bug flying. And not yeah, you're poison. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But and I think very... Scyther is just bug. But but I don't think Butterfree learns any bug moves. Correct. That's or, the or, other issue. There or, are no actual good bug type moves or ghost type moves that do enough damage to actually bother a psychic type anyway. Yeah, I think there's like one decent bug type move if I remember correctly, but it's like on Heracross or one of or like Pinsir or one of or one of those ones that takes that doesn't yeah like you get like gonna pin die missile or, or yeah well pin missile is garbage jesus there's i think there's at least one twin needle i don't know i feel like it sounds like a fighting type like x cross or some crap i don't know um let's see Aerocross so let's see gen one bug type moves gen. oh that's a better idea yeah 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 gen one bug type is bubble pda even gonna gen one no i need i don't know if this is gonna do it Oh, oh wait, no. Moves. Oh god, Jen. There's four. There's four bug type moves. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not even uh, that's it. Yeah, you're right. And oh, none leech. of them do any damage. <laughs> They're all trash. They're all trash. Yeah, I I thought there was one decent one, but it was attached to a Pokémon that got one shot anyway, so it didn't matter. So no, there's not even that. Like Leech Life is fine. That's probably like that's probably the the best the best one, but like, yeah. And ghost type moves are the same. Ghost type moves are exactly the same where it's like the, the moves that you get. There's like, I remember there's lick. Yeah. Yeah. There are three ghost type moves. It's yeah, confuse lick. ray, there's which is a status yep. move. Yep. Lick, which, which has a power of 30. I mean, it does like good. no damage at all. Just Pokemon licking Pokemon is fine. <laughs> and then there's Nightshade, which does fixed damage equal to the user's level. Mm-hmm. So yep. it doesn't even actually scale. No. Well. Oh, and technically. It, te it technically scales, but. Well, yeah. But not in the way you'd want it to. You don't no. get like a, you don't get a double. You don't even get super effective bonus. No. So it doesn't actually matter. No, it's, it's that. Yeah, right. Exactly. That was a little bit of an oversight, eh? Actually, uh, this doesn't list Dream Eater, which I'm pretty sure is also... Dream Eater is say, actually, like, the only... I was going to say it's Dream Eater one, but then you still have to put a turn putting it to sleep, and you're probably going to get one shot by Psychic. Yep. Before you get the chance to do mm -hmm. that, because also, this, also like, even excluding Mewtwo, Alakazam is still one of the fastest Pokemon. Yes. Yes. Oh, Gen 1. So, yeah, Gen 1 is busted, and that's where, like, all of my knowledge of Pokemon comes from. So my knowledge of Pokemon is completely useless and I am still to this day seeing Pokemon come up in Pokemon Go and I'm like, the hell is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Anything, I played Gold and Silver and I played, what was the next one? Sapphire, Ruby with Kyogre? Yeah, I think that's right. I played those three and then I haven't, I, I own some of the later ones, but I didn't play mm -hmm. them. Um... I played like half of Diamond. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that's the remake ones, right? Diamond, yeah, Pearl and Diamond with the. No, that's just straight Gen Four, I think. No, I'm sorry. That's the that's what's coming out. 
Oh yeah, no, year. those are yeah, those are yeah. I think those Total are being remade. Yeah, I, I played I, a little bit of the original Diamond on DS. I'm yes, looking DS, back yeah, behind me. Yeah, it's definitely DS. Okay. Oh, that so, reminds me. I erroneously said that the Wii U was a Zelda machine, except for it didn't have Spirit Tracks or Phantom Hourglass. I completely forgot that those the Wii don't U count. actually. No, the Wii U actually has DS games on the Wii Shop. You can literally buy Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass on the Wii U. <laughs> so, so the Wii U has like every single Zelda game except for the, you know, the multiplayer, like the uh, Four like Swords four Adventure swords, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, that's, I, I, I needed to correct that. I have no idea. Oh, whoops. Did I, oh, actually, I think I said that on a future podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we get for recording out of order. It's because we couldn't help ourselves but talk about Metroid. So we're like, let's just record Metroid like two weeks in advance. So so you will hear me say something wrong in the future, probably. Preemptive correction. That's cool. It's like, I, that's, like, hey. We've created a time paradox. If only everybody Snake. could if only everybody could process preemptive factual corrections. The world would actually be a better place. <laughs> this is so this is this is a very very true statement that I feel like is a dangerous rabbit hole. It really is. It like like minority report, right? Let's yeah. let's stop the crimes before they happen. <laughs> Stop that's, you the, know, that's stop fun... the information crimes before before they're before they go out. <laughs> or as so, the or as so, the newsroom calls it, editing. Yeah, so sometimes sometimes I I feel like just just taking a moment and thinking before saying things is also a similar superpower that some people appear to lack. Um, yeah. That is saying or posting or whatever. That is accurate. <laughs> I know it's like it's, it's like when we were talking about life is strange and they're like, you have that ultra superpower empathy. empathy. It's like, you got to be you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, but that then is... you look around, and you're like, oh, wait, no, oh, this does seem to be some sort of special power that people lack. Is this what people need to hear? What is happening? Oh man! As long so, as we're <laughs> as long as we're getting into pseudo political grounds, here's a here's a way to focus our energies on that while keeping it within within the uh, the realm of of normal podcast discussion. Did you sure. hear about the epic Apple judgment thing situation? No, I did not. Um, did you hear about the you heard about the lawsuit, right? Yeah, like I don't remember who was suing who, but one of them was. Uh, Apple was mad that Epic was going to sell their stuff outside and Epic was making it look like they were doing it for the people because they were going to charge less or something like that. Right. Yeah. The cut of the Apple store. Right. So Apple, like every sale made on the Apple store or through apps that are that are run through the Apple store, Apple gets a 30 percent cut of everything that you make on apps that run through their store forever. Sure. Um. And Epic with, you know, making gazillions of dollars through Fortnite was like, how about if we don't, though? Yeah, accurate, accurate dollar amount there. So, like, it's in an unfathomable amount of money, dude. I'm playing Cookie Clicker, and I'm not even sure Cookie Clicker quite grasps the amount of money that uh, <laughs> Epic is making from Fortnite. <laughs> like, it's, it is, it is 
un- it is unfathomable. It is it is unimaginable how much money they are making from this one video game. Yeah. But they are also giving an a you know a decent chunk of that unfathomable amount of money away to to Apple for running it through the App Store. Sure, and that's and annoying. one day they it. were like, "How about if we just don't do that?" Hey, buy uh, buy your your V bucks on the uh, on the you know the Epic Store so that you don't buy it through Apple, and we'll give you the we'll give you a thirty percent discount. Yeah, which. To them is like, okay, so basically they you save the 30%. We make the same amount of money because you didn't buy it there. You're happy and it doesn't cost us anything. Well, and you're more likely to then spend an additional amount of and money. And you're that... more likely to spend additional money, yeah. So it, it does ultimately benefit them, but not like, not in a profit margin sense. If you were to look at, right, right. If you were to purely look at the numbers, you could say, well, what's the difference? When obviously, if if you think about it for a half a second, it's like, well, there's a massive difference in terms of why you would want to benefit from, or why you would want to do this. Yeah. The the behavioral psychology of it is like, it, you're probably going to spend like, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. So... You can spend 20, like, if you're going to spend 20, 30 bucks anyway, you can spend, you know, 20, you can spend 30 bucks on the App Store and have Apple take 10 of that off the top. Mm. Or you can spend 30, you can spend those 30 bucks on the Epic thing and get more for your money. And then Epic gets more of your money. Yep. They get the whole 30 instead of 20. So they did that whole thing, and Apple was like, screw you, that's against terms of service. And then it became a big legal battle against spoiled billionaires wanting to keep more of their billions. Sure, yeah. Um, So the ruling came out yesterday, and is actually sort of promising? Oh, why? What what was it? So nobody got quite what they wanted. Huh, Um, okay. But the precedent that it sets is potentially really good for smaller creators and developers. So the end result was um, Apple gets damages from uh, they get damages from Epic. I think it's 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 a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, like a pittance, I think it's like four million dollars or something like that. That's a that's nothing. Yeah, in, in, I mean, I'm not, not for me. Scale, I'm not yeah. talking about for Tom. <laughs> that's that's an enormous amount of money. But I mean, yeah. for Apple, it's like four a joke. million dollars is neighborhood changing money. Yeah, that's for, like for oh, like normal America. That's like that's like a for Apple is pretty much what you'd find in the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So on that scale, it is, it is essentially nothing. So they get damages in the, you know basically as like here's about what we think you missed out on by epic doing this yeah for the time that you allowed it to for the time that you allowed it to happen um apple meanwhile does not have to relist fortnite if they don't want to wow interesting cuz that was a big thing is like they they delisted uh fortnite for basically breaking terms of service sure yeah um and in the that they don't have to put it back up. They can do, they can do whatever they want. However, and here's the big thing. Apple going forward has to allow 
all of their creators and apps and, and developers and everybody to um, advertise ultimate methods of payment. They still get to they still get to take their 30 percent off the top, but they can no longer prevent developers from providing outbound links or information about how they can about how they can pay like outside of Apple's. Uh, oh wow so if they buy it through the apple store they get to take their 30 percent. but if i'm like hey i want you can also just come to my website and buy it yeah if you drop a cash app link in your app right 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 they can't do anything about that i mean so that sounds can... great to me that sounds that's 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 uh, that's how it should have been i feel like anyways yeah and that's ultimately like that's ultimately what the what the core of the lawsuit was about is does Apple get to control the payment method of apps sold within their store? Man, Apple is not going to be happy for that. That's going to be the most, ex- that's going to be the most expensive $4 million they've ever earned. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that would be a, that's a huge loss for them overall. Yeah. I, I think I, again, like it falls to them to make the experience of buying through their store, like, convenient enough where people don't care enough yeah, about or, that or, extra 30 percent or they don't take 30 percent or they could not take 30 percent which again and, will ultimately hurt them in, and in you know the, at, at the same time there is there's the issue of you know it every developer is not necessarily going to offer a 30 percent discount to make most that people, more attractive most won't. right yeah um they're not going to say like or buy it here and it'll be this much cheaper but, yeah, but what they can do is offer you in-game things and say you'll get it for 10% less. Yeah. Or whatever. Right? Or 15 like, or 20 and still make sure. more money off of it. Right. And and you get like, you get a, I don't know, a pirate hat. And everyone's gonna be like, well, I need that pirate hat. Right, right, um, right. And 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 a, the world collectively likes to, to quote unquote stick it to the man regardless of that's just a larger, even if it's just a smaller but also large man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that they're then giving their money to. It, it, people people enjoy that idea. So I think in the long run, this will hurt Apple unless they rethink the way that they do stuff, which I know is really hard for Apple to do. Too. Yeah. They're not really big about rethinking their own ideas. No. They really like to rethink everyone else's ideas, but they're not really big on, like, change from within. Especially if they could, like, change, like, a the size of 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 their port or something like that they're they like that that's that's a <laughs> really big f- upward movement in terms of uh progression yeah <laughs> sorry proprietary always, hardware man i'm always i'm always salty about apple but it's not really i am too Every, and like listen apple brought us the smartphone yeah exactly well hey, so Steve like Jobs i can't was... i can't dunk on them and entirely the for and like never innovating but like, th- like just because they came up with a couple of really good ideas that kind of like that kind of shaped industries yeah. going <laughs> forward does not mean that they are still on the front lines of innovation. Yeah, they they sort of came up with a bunch of <laughs> basically like world altering ways of doing something, and then they've they just haven't in a very long time. Since they're this, they're this. coasting on that. Yeah. On, which, the, on which, the stuff that they innovated 15 years ago, which, given the rate that technology is developing right now, 15 years ago is like an entire generation and a half of technology. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're so far beyond that. I still think sometimes about when I worked at Target, 
and like the the um the first like iPhone came out and it ran on like 2G and you could only <laughs> get it if you had AT&T wireless. Yeah. Yeah, AT&T had the rights for it for like a year. Yeah. And it's just like what a we- like and one of the biggest things that I had to do is go back to the cell phone charger section <laughs> and go through the wall of different oh, proprietary chargers to try to yep. match people's phones to the right one to make sure yep. they had the right charger. Like, oh, and then it was nice. like, what if just USB though? Yeah. And then, oh, and now, now everybody's like, well, we can make USB a little bit faster. So we should change that too. <laughs> and not miserable to plug in and break all the time and not have this whole thing where like, whoops, it's not the right oh, side up, but you have to wrong. you have to like look at the you have to look at the port with a magnifying glass to see if it's upside down or not. Why I wonder why it took so long for that as an idea. I don't know. I don't I don't know, no, man. I mean like I, I I don't mean it as I really don't mean it as like a, a negative or a, a slam on the companies that are designing cables and stuff. I mean genuinely I wonder when what happened. Like I'd love to be in the meeting where they're like, hey, what if we just made like it symmetrical? Like what, what, what then? I assume it has to do with like, in a lot of cases, the contacts are on one side. So it has to go in, in a particular direction to actually work properly. Yeah. Like I, wonder I assume what it was like an engineering thing, that... but clearly yeah, that's, we that's figured that out at some point. So it's, it's that I will say it's one of those. Now see that to me is an evolution of porting, if you will, that is kind of cool, right? Like it actually, yeah. it actually is nice in terms of the idea behind it, even if it is sort of annoying to replace cables and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, no, I think it. like, honestly, like the transition to like, um, like mini and micro USB, I've been playing a lot of PS3 lately because of Atelier, which we've talked about quite yeah. a bit lately. Um, and those controllers plug in with with uh, mini those, USB those fatties. Yep. The, the, yeah. The, the fatty USB cable it feels like I'm plugging plugging in like an old printer. <laughs> OK, OK. Calm down there. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's like the only thing in my house that plugs in with those cables anymore. And like <laughs> yeah, there's a I... there's a rapidly diminishing number of things that I actually have to plug in with um, with even the, the micro USB that mm-hmm. became popular over the last few years. And just like, I thought at the time that those things were like incredible advances in technology. And they were because before it was this proprietary mess of like, everybody has their own, their own engineering nightmare <laughs> of, uh, of, of plugs and stuff. And then it was like this one standardized thing that was just like kind of sucked, but mostly worked. And yeah. now we have USB-C and USB-C is awesome. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's like one of the best. It is like one of the best experiences I have ever had with the very specific experience of plugging a cord into a thing. <laughs> well, it's we're, we're not really trained for anything to. I mean, there's even the joke, right? Like whatever way you want to put the cable and flip it around because it's always wrong no matter yeah. what. Um, so it's it's really weird to be like, oh. I just, I just kind of plug it in. Yeah, it just goes. I mean, I I will admit when I plug in my controller, I do like the Nintendo, the the Pro controller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a little Nintendo logo on one side, and I don't think it's on the other side, but maybe it's on both sides, which would be really mind blowing because then then I'm actually not. I, I actually think I'm right doing something. It is on both sides, in fact. 
there you go. See, I always, I don't even pay attention to it, but like, oh, I want to make sure the Nintendo logo's here. I guess I never thought about the fact that I probably always grab it the right way, which should have been my first clue. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't even realize it was a double-headed coin before yeah, you, yep. before you, like, you just assumed it came up heads every time. Yeah. I was just like, wow, it's just my day. <laughs> what luck. <laughs> Obviously. Hey, so, um video games for the video game podcast i've been playing uh a lot of um uh well actually what what the heck's it called the the hyrule warriors age of calamity okay I just i actually finished it the other day like the hundred percent of it because i okay. beat the game back i don't know so you got the little the little robot dude yeah i got the robot dude i got calamity ganon which i didn't know was a character Spoilers, oh i also I didn't guess. know that actually yeah dude i kind of expected it to be but then it wasn't. Yeah. So Calamity Ganon, you unlock it like the very end of all of the almost everything, right? Like that's one of the last things you get. Or maybe it is technically the last mission you do. You unlock Calamity Ganon. He's not that good of a character, but it was just like really surprising to me. You were playing, you were streaming something the other night. And I was like, dude, Calamity Ganon is in this game. What? <laughs> and then I realized that, that I think you thought I was maybe talking about the game that you were playing. It was one of those moments where I was like, I'm just going to talk to him about this later. I don't feel like trying to type it out in chat because that has nothing to do with the game you're playing at all this last week has been such a blur i forget <laughs> what i even was playing oh yeah, it was uh, probably um it was probably brave fans of musashi yeah might have been that i don't have a i don't even remember what you played this week except for the the except game for where, scud except well no i was gonna say panic um oh yeah the button pressing game yeah it's it's yes yeah that one um but uh but I, dude, Age of Calamity, I, it's I really kind of, good. I like ragged on it a little bit because I was like, yeah, I felt like playing a game where it was just killing more monsters than what it felt like the game gave to you, and it was more about being precise. But that's not even true. Like after going back to playing it, it is literally just about killing hordes and hordes of enemies and occasionally having to pay attention to what you're doing, which is actually a sort of a nice change as opposed to only pressing X forever. <laughs> You press the XXX and the YYY. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the, I, so I used my, my quote unquote main, if you can have a main in a game like that. You really absolutely is. have a main. Yes. I, I love that is totally expected. I love two handed link so much. Cause I use the, I put the Lionel hat on him. So then he just like grunts and roars whenever he does anything. He's just like, Rrr! like whenever he's attacking, it sounds hilarious. Um, I make him shirtless obviously. And then I give him like a uh, armor, like the, the, is two-handed Link pants. the one where his special ability like damages him? Yes, it damages him, and then it does. But it's so powerful, and it's so much fun to chain together. And then you can, if you just press, like, if you press A, like, if you build up your meter and press up the super attack, you you eat a food, and then you regain your hearts back. Right, uh, right. Or right. you can just press X at any time and get your get your hearts back. But if you get hit, then you take damage because they're they're like they become gray hearts when you press R two. And then if you take damage, you lose those hearts. But if you eat, if you eat a snack, um, then you, then, then, then you get your heart back. So it's, it's not surprising that a, I picked the weapon that is clearly the dumb brute force weapon. And B, it's also the one where you have to eat <laughs> to, 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 to sustain yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised by this decision. Uh, and dude, I just, I loved it so much. It just, it felt so good. Cause it does 
it, it's like huge screen clearing attacks, super easy all the time because the, the drawback is supposed to be you're doing damage to yourself, but the game's not especially difficult. It's fairly right. forgiving in terms of that. I mean, I didn't plan. I don't have the DLC. So it can plan, become like, difficult, but like the game is definitely set up for you to succeed. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just playing on normal, occasionally hard and sure. uh, sometimes easy if I was just like had to do a mission more than once because I kind of I was trying to go through and beat various things on all the difficulties but my game wasn't registering me completing them sometimes on certain difficulties like i'd finish the mission on normal and then when i'd go back to the screen it didn't like have any of my stats for having beat it on normal i was like well that's weird and i was like you know what this is a great opportunity for me to not care about stupid crap like this <laughs> right right <laughs> uh, but no i i just i i had so much fun going back and playing it because i sort of rushed through the story um and did a lot of side quests but then i got to a point where it felt like the side quests were just endless and they tr they really are it feels like even, yeah even there's there's fun. definitely a lot i i kind of did as many of i did as many of the side quests as i could leading up to the end of the actual like story story yeah um but then i actually you get to that last chapter and then it just like starts popping stuff all over the map and i'm just like no <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty no much... i was ready to be done that that's how i felt that's how come going back to it was fun because i already i i was removed from that wanting to be done I, with the game like i had already finished yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. it was just going to play it because it was a fun game to play which changes, you know, how you feel about it, obviously. It's it's a really weird thing, um, like, being in the position of streaming. Sure. Um, really changed, has, has, like, drastically changed my opinion and, and sort of approach to finishing games. Mm, okay. Because it used to be, like, I, I used to have this whole thing, and, and still do for a lot of games, that are like, games that I play offline, like Fire Emblem took me like two years to get to come back to because it's always this thing of like, man, I'm really enjoying this. I'm playing it. I'm playing it. I like I'm having so much fun with it. And I just get to that 80 to 90 percent point. And then it's like, I don't feel like it. It's getting kind of like I know we're getting close to the end. I'm probably going to beat it in like the next in like the next play session or two. And everything's kind of like everything's kind of getting really big and out of control and I'm starting to, I don't know. I just want to do something else for now. I don't want to yeah. finish it yet. And then like a year goes by and I'm like, I still haven't finished it. And I kind of forget everything that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'll start over. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so streaming puts me in a very, very different position where like finishing a game so that I can move on to a different game is an exciting thing and it's it's something to like strive for mm -hmm. right so now i'm at a point like at, at one point if i finished a game i'd be kind of sad that it was over and, oh, then, okay. and then a bunch of like a bunch of um post-game content would pop up and i'd be like oh there's more stuff yay there's more stuff i dread post-game content now wow because now That's it's so, like oh yeah okay. cool i can i like i finished the game and i can i can like in my mind i can kind of like round it off as like com a complete experience and i've seen what there is to see and there's really nothing more that's like worth my time to to spend on it 
Yeah. And now if a game like like Age of Calamity pops up a bunch of post game content, then it's like, all right, well, I technically finished the game, but now but the game wants me to play a whole bunch more and the content won't be as interesting or new. It's going to be kind of grindy, but it's still but there's still stuff behind that that it wants me to see. And so I'm still going to have to set it aside because I'm not just going to keep playing the same game and doing the same missions over and over. But there but I just have to, like, let it sit in my mind is like complete, but technically not. Yeah, that's so that's that's I hate that feeling when I feel like it's done, but I'm not done. And mm-hmm. then I think about it and it's like, ah, I should finish that game. But it, it it's been kind of nice for my. Uh, my wallet lately because <laughs> that is nice. I'm, I'm I'm going back to playing games that I own because like oh, I can finish that game instead. Yeah, yeah. Something new. <laughs> I've been I've been doing that too, but like Lost Judgment and Metroid Dread are gonna are gonna. Oh no, Metroid Dread is a day up. one. That's a I don't care. I can't wait to play it. Not that I've been playing any Metroid games at all lately or anything. Yeah, no, it's fine. We're not. No, 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 no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We've been doing good. <laughs> not yet. But yeah, so uh, it was. It, I really enjoyed going back to play more Age of Calamity, and I hope that they make another, you know, Warriors esque game eventually, featuring Nintendo characters. I always wanted them to do a Mario one because I think that would just be awesome. Um, I don't like. I don't know if they could like reconcile. I would actually like to see a Metroid one. That would be so sick. The problem is how there's many characters one there. character you could use. <laughs> like I, I was about to say, I'm not sure how the character selection would work, but they can do anything they want. They can I mean, figure it out. Okay, okay. So let's let's actually workshop this because I feel like there's potential. It would not be as large of a roster, but it wouldn't I mean, be like as large of a roster as uh, as like as Zelda or anything else. But obviously there's like six different forms of Samus they could use. Sure, and they could each be their own character. Yeah, they could all be their own character. Um, you got you got a Metroid, obviously. There's like multiple different Metroids. Y- yeah, but now we're getting into palette swap territory. If we already have like ten Samuses, then we have like three Metroids. <laughs> yeah, but they'd all have different move sets. I guess and it's also okay, as long as they're like not different. talking about it yet, but like there are in fact different types of Metroids there that are. do different things. There are very di- yeah. There's like six different Metroid. So like you could have your you could have your standard Metroid and that could be a move set. And then you could have like, you know, you could have like the Omega Metroid be a thing. And then you could, you know, you could have uh, it it would be stupid, but you could have literal like room fight mother brain be a. Oh, absolutely. If you can put the giant great fairies in it, the golden Chozo from like Super Metroid would be a good. Absolutely. Yeah. Throw Chozos in there throw um let's give um i mean ridley yeah if you can ridley put absolutely Gannon, ridley and craig would absolutely one. have to be in it um <laughs> you you, got, you should put uh oh god what's the what's the joke boss um where's where's his crocomire melts off we have crocomire yeah, crocomire throw crocomire in there perfect yeah actually any of boss could be it but that's sort of you're that's that's getting into end game territory that's not really like playing through the game characters right like those are fun bonus things it'd be sort of weird i mean I, depending on what the story is i guess ridley has teamed up with you for some reason which sounds awesome and stupid and perfect for a warriors game yeah no like they would have to write it in such a way that like 
Samus teams up with with enemies because there aren't enough there are not enough choices <laughs> otherwise. Like yeah. you can grab some Federation Force people, I guess. Yeah, random Federation warrior, your dumb person that you love from uh, other M. Oh, Adam Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, throw Adam Malkovich in there. Throw um God, there's just like Okay, this sounds stupid, but what if you could be Samus's ship? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that's what Make I would like. Make using be. the ship, but like, yeah, totally. 100%. Um, that's like, again, they made the great fairies work. They can yeah. do big, dumb, like, they, they can do like big, giant, dumb, like, <laughs> character with with giant, slow attack that hits the whole screen. Yes. Like it, it, it's not even a, it's not even an issue. Hmm. But then you like for, so for like Samus, you could put like you could put like the normal power suit Samus, and then you could have like Varia suit and Gravity suit have like different move sets. Mm-hmm. You could make Zero suit a thing. You could yeah, make the fusion the, suit. You could make the fusion suit a thing. You could make um. You know, you could make the ship be a different character or that you or you could make it. Oh, my God. The animals. Yeah. The, I was going to say the the, edic, the, the animals moves. can f- the animals can uh, can fly the ship. That's how it's a different character. <laughs> yeah, that could be awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, That this could work. You could do totally this. Work. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no the, the the joy of Warriors games is anything is possible. The, the the guy that one of the guys that worked on it said that he was really hoping to one day do a Mario one. Um, and I remember when they announced Zelda, I was like, God, if they did a Mushroom Kingdom, that'd be cool. So it made me smile that he wanted to do something like that. But I'm not sure if Nintendo would let that happen because see, it's it's I don't know. It, yeah, see, that's what that's kind of where I was starting to go with it before I recommended Metroid is like. Yeah. Mario has a particular image and that image does not involve killing 2000 things in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I can't picture Even that. Even if they're just Goombas and Piranha plants, like yeah. Well, yeah. blowing up an entire, like blowing up an entire city blocks worth of, uh, worth of real estate and killing like a hundred, a hundred like creatures that are just kind of walking around. I don't know if they, they I, I feel get, like Nintendo would look at that and be like, mm. they they did let Mario have guns. What in Yoshi Safari? <laughs> no, in uh, in in Rabbids, the the strategy game. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean Mario Mario did blast some people. That's true, least... but they're like I don't, they're not like real guns. They're like they're like weird squishy like yeah. You know, I'm just silly saying. I'm just saying guns and it's like, theoretically possible. But In the long theory. and the, the long and the short here is that I I enjoy a I I enjoy the occasional Warriors game I I like a, I like a Musu title where that's that's and I sort of I'm the the mechanics of Age of Calamity grew on me the more I played it yeah um, same same for me I went into it and played the first couple of missions was like I don't think I like this as much as Hyrule Warriors one yeah but there's there's actually a lot of depth to it and i think the learning curve is a little bit higher but it still isn't super high yeah it's just like you have more stuff that you can do that makes all of the characters more unique and that ultimately makes the game more fun yes so like but you have to get to the point where you're like ready for that so 
I agree with you. I I think it is a I think it is an overall better game mm-hmm. than than the original, even though like I don't begrudge anyone for thinking that the first one is better because I completely oh, no, understand that. But they're both really good is the point. Yeah, it's 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 really more a matter of I don't know. I actually don't know what I need to. I would need to play the original one again to help to actually have a to make an opinion because it's been a long long time since i've played hyrule wars because i only play it on the wii u and i didn't even play it that much only like you know 10 15 hours or something which is not that's nothing for a for any game for a musu game but especially that one because to do everything is like a thousand hours or something stupid mm-hmm. uh which is not <laughs> which is not uh a thing to do i would say the average person is not going to be it's not going to be doing a hundred percent Hyrule Warriors run, right? Um, I remember yeah. Gerard Khalil, the completionist, did a like is his that like whole... a YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he. Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always out of it. <laughs> he he's been he's been big for a while, and his whole his big thing is that he goes through and reviews specifically the one hundred percent playthrough of a game. Oh, cool. So like he goes through, he does everything, he gets everything 100% and then he makes videos about that process and whether it's like, whether it was whether fun it was to fun. do that, whether it like, it like, did it add to the experience doing the 100% or was it kind of like taxing? Yeah. And like, what is that version of the game like? So he's sure. been doing that for a long time. He's a really cool dude. Um, He did Hyrule Warriors when it came out because he actually got it like pre-release and tried 200% it in like a couple of weeks and actually put himself in the hospital so holy crap that's insane so like yeah don't do that like it <laughs> if, that's crazy like he overworked himself to the point where he was doing just like every single day and just like actually made himself sick wow that's crazy <laughs> so Hyrule Warriors is a game that will literally try to kill you if you try to like if you try to push that 100% completion too hard. Pace yourself. That's 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 nuts. That's that's my takeaway on Hy- I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's that kind of game. It's not a it's not a 100 to 200 hour like completionist playthrough. It is like thousands. And yeah, honestly, that's, that's... like I I played that game. I played original Hyrule Warriors more than I have played, I would say, most games in my life. Yeah, because I remember you were you were you got to the point where you were doing a mission that was more or less impossible on the Wii U version. Yeah, um, w- without just like of... just intense amounts of grinding and just leveling and grinding and leveling. Like right, you right. really have to you really have to push um, a lot of the a lot of that is improved on the switch version. I hear because mm-hmm. there are certain material drops and things that you don't have to farm quite as hard. OK, um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember someone who had, who only knew the switch game and I was playing, I was streaming it on the Wii U and I was talking about like what, um, what the requirements are to like pass a mission or whatever. And they're like, wait, you have to, you have to like get those individually. It, it was one of those things where it's like, wait, you have to actually go farm for those. You don't, you can't just like buy them. That's crazy. 
Yeah, you know what's funny is even in Age of Calamity, like you know how there's the whole upgrading of weapons and stuff in the and like adding affixes and things to the yeah the the weapons. I didn't even really dive into that that much. And even at the end of the game, I kind of looked online for what would be considered good ones, and I was like, wow, I've played this for like seventy five hours, and I I could maybe make a decent weapon for you know each character, but barely decent. It wouldn't even be okay. Like right, it would just right. you know what I mean. Um, except for maybe the the couple that I played the most, uh, but but even then, it's 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 sort of nuts how how much grinding you can actually really get into in those yeah. games. Yeah, it's it's it is almost in like the Disgaea tier. Yeah, of like being able to just grind and grind and grind every aspect of every character. Right. Disgaea, like if you're not familiar with Disgaea, that is the game where. Um, <laughs> You can literally go into a 100, a 100 level dungeon to uh, give a to give a statistical level up to a consumable item. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I I tried to get into this guy when it first came out and I liked the idea of it, but I just I never I don't know. It didn't click. I know. Like I played a good bit of three. Mm-hmm. and liked it i like the i like the style of it i like the the grid based the grid based combat it's got a good sense of humor like i like the everything about it until i started realizing like how much just ridiculous level grinding you have to do yeah to like make any headway into anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just like i no because you, you have you like, I don't know about you, but I always have that feeling of like somebody does this. Yes. You see yeah, something there's... that's like completely unreasonable and you're like somebody out there is doing this and thinks it's the most normal thing in the world. Or or they're like, this is this is this is my life. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, this is what <laughs> like, I do. This is how I play this game. And I only play this series and I've spent thousands of hours playing it. And every time I think about that, it makes me, like, not want to play it anymore. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of, it's it's a similar thing that happened to me with Pokemon, actually. Well, so Pokemon, what always killed me is I would have fun playing it, and then I'd start thinking about playing it, like, like competitively, quote-unquote, yeah, like, trying yeah, yeah. to make a good team. And that's mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, right, there's too much crap to deal with. I'm just done. I don't care Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. And I lost complete interest in it because it's there's too many things to try and keep track of. And it's it's like... Well, these things don't actually matter if you just want to play normal competitive. Like, you don't have to be the best of the best. But my, the way that I think about things wouldn't let that happen, where it's like, well, I know this exists, so I need to make the perfect version of this Pokemon. And that's so much work. And I would do it for a little bit and then think, mm, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I completely understand that. Like I, Like... I was really, really excited about X and Y because it was the first game that Jesse and I played together. And it was like her first Pokemon game. And she was only just getting into it. And I was getting like back into it after like a decade away. And yeah, I was talking about it with some friends about like getting back into Pokemon because they were really excited about Pokemon. And, um, And they started talking about like EVs and IVs. Yes. And I that was the first time I'd heard that. And I was like, Eevee's like, yeah, like the like the Pokemon, <laughs> like the Pokemon, like the, the, the cute one with the with the evolutions and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, no, 
And then you're like, oh, I actually hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you about how, let me tell you about how the real boys play Pokemon. And I was yeah, like, well, no, I hate this now. I hate everything you're telling me. This actually makes the entire franchise worse. No, I agree. It, it, it had the exact same effect on me when the first time I found out about all that stuff, because I was like, oh, this just sucks because I want to be a part of it because that's I like being I like throwing myself into whatever I'm playing. Right. Right. But there's just like no way that I'm going to put that kind of time into this. Yeah, ex exactly. And and apparently in order to enjoy the experience, I'm going to need to put that kind of time into this. So I'm just going to not do that and pretend that I pretend that i didn't hear any of this basically <laughs> yeah it actually so when x and y came out i was in a similar position i mean i knew about all those things but i had heard that they quote unquote made it easier to max like evs and ivs out and to do mm -hmm. all these things because of all the mini games i was like oh cool i can finally get into it and then i started to get into it and i was like oh i i i just i just hate this so much yeah <laughs> and that was it i was like oh, i'm done so I, I think i only got like two or three badges in those and then was done like for a um, lot of people the process of um the process of breeding is, yeah. is a very different thing for me for me it was always like let's drop two pokemon at the daycare center and see what happens right and you come back and then the the daycare person is like they don't seem to like each other and it's like okay well that doesn't work let's try something else Right? right. And you just and you just kind of go with that. Yes. Um, but, you know, the real the real heavy air quotes way to do that is to is to, like, find your your Pokemon's hidden stat values and and make sure you're breeding the ones with the highest stat values so that you can get an egg with even higher stat values and then bring them all up to like maximum 100. <laughs> so that you can have your one extra point of speed at that level. And, and, it, and it felt like, and, and what's insane is that obviously that doesn't not matter. Like it really doesn't matter for the way that I was going to play the game. Cause I'm not going to be competing for real. Right. Right. The That's fact the whole that it was... thing is like, you can, you can safely ignore 100% of that. If you are just playing to beat the elite four. <laughs> yeah. And even then, not only can you ignore it, but it's, it, it's detrimental to the experience yeah. because you're going to waste so much time doing this stuff that right, is, right, right, right. is not important. But I can't, couldn't get past it as a person, which is why when I played the Switch version of Pokemon, I had a lot of fun because I, I was able to, I don't know why, I was just able to ignore it all because Lachis and I were just playing and having fun. And the game was, a, it was just kind of different and the stat stuff didn't matter. But once I beat the game, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to play some more. I'm going to get really good Pokemon or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm done. And so yep. I, I thought I've, I've been thinking about going back and trying to collect Pokemon, like mm. just, just to get like the, the 400 or whatever there were in the Pokedex, just because it's something I sort of wanted to do. And I've, I did it in the original Pokemon, like red and red and blue. I was like, Oh, that could be fun to, to do again. So I might, I might be able to, because then you can ignore that stuff because you're playing for a different purpose. It's like, okay, I'm not playing to to compete. I'm not playing to have a good Pokemon team. I'm just playing to collect them all and stuff them in the computer. Right. So right. that might work for me. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I, it's I, been a while I since decided. I tried to like really go into collection. But like, yeah. I do think that that's a I do think that's a fun way to play. Yeah, if it's or or just like the way that you, you played. 
Yeah, the, the way that you played was really cool too. The the Nuzleaf or Nuzlocke or whatever. No, Nuzleaf is a Pokemon. Um, Nuzleaf is a Pokemon. Nuzlocke is the is the version of the game that's named after the Nuzleaf. Yeah, actually, I, do you know why it's named after him? Because I don't. Yes, it's the dumbest reason. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the with the old TV show? Uh, I called it old, and it's not that old, but it makes me feel old to call it old. Because it has aired since I was an adult. Uh, Lost. The, like, the like Lost the, TV show? Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, that the show that made a whole bunch of... Uh, <laughs> I, there was a comedian that was like, yeah, the ending of that show, you could you could hear every white person in America groaning at the, <laughs> at the end of the movie or, or at the end of the yes. series or something like that. Yeah, it was it was the it was the previous TV generations Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where it started off really, really good and everybody loved it. And then some of the middle seasons got kind of weird. And then the last season was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was it was awful for all of the reasons that everyone feared it would be, which was, hey, we guessed the ending in the very first episode. Yep. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Sorry. I so, didn't expect yeah, you to a bring up Lost. <laughs> in, there's a character in Lost called John Locke. Yes. Yeah. And um, I don't know the actor's name. But the guy who came up with the idea of the Nuzlocke literally just called it that because he thought that Nuzleaf kind of looked like John Locke from Lost. So he Jesus. called him Nuzlocke. Okay. All right. That's literally the reason. <laughs> That's actually it. <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's. And with that, we'll take a word from our sponsors. So we managed to not bring up either the name of the podcast or the game we're talking about this week, but that's Correct. okay. Good because work. if you, because if you opened this, you probably know both, but this is the retro breakdown. Uh, this is a specifically requested. So this, this one's kind of weird because, um, Sadie Rain is the one who originally requested that I play this game. Yeah. And she requested it multiple times. But then Ram is the one who actually put the points down to request it specifically as a podcast. Uh -huh. A little 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 uh, teamwork there. So it's kind of it's kind of both of them. It's kind of both of their requests. Yeah. But um so thanks to both of them for requesting it, because I have played Lufia 2 now after literal decades of hearing people talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't actually play through it, but not because I didn't I wasn't interested. It just I don't know. It just didn't fit with my schedule. At the it time. is long. It's it's I don't even think it was that. I think it was more of just I didn't feel like playing an RPG slash puzzle dungeon game honestly like i think it just it just didn't fit with what i was interested in at the moment but mm -hmm. it's there's a part of me that regrets not playing it because it is a game like you said that i've heard about forever and it's been one of those ones it's like oh i have to play this someday yeah <laughs> and mm -hmm. I've, i i feel like i i've missed my opportunity now and it's like well maybe that's just gonna go into the forever uh now now i will never know category <laughs> I mean, you can still like this is probably like the 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 big reason you would have had to play it. 
So yeah. it's hard for me to imagine a time when like there's a specific reason why Lufia 2 stands out at the top of your list as a thing to play. Sure. So like, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, like it's it's always there. You can always just maybe hey, there will be like a remaster or something. True. And or I can just live it vicariously through you on uh, your YouTube channel where you're posting the playthrough. The playthrough is currently going up and it is like about halfway through at at uh, youtube.com slash time nice so that is uh that is happening i have to cut some more episodes of it this weekend oh yeah you um, know so you will be dean will be primarily leading all of this conversation because i didn't play the game the one thing i did know about this company is that the developers of this later went on to make the rune factory games i did not know that but that makes a lot of sense yeah it's kind of cool right like it, it i didn't know that like for a long time it was just when we were started talking about this game that i looked up the company was like oh this who is this company because i had never heard of neverland i didn't realize yeah 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 these are the developers and so Mm -hmm. i you know followed the 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 wikipedia article and it's like oh they made all of the rune factory games what (laughs) i was today years old when i learned that that's cool that is that is really cool and i like i kind of see it because Rune Factory is also like a JRPG with other stuff. Yeah, a lot of other stuff, actually. Almost to yeah. the point of each one of those things could have been their own game, right? Like, and I, my, my understanding of Luffy is that there are some, there are, in particular, there's one aspect of the game that could have easily been its entire own game. Yep, That's absolutely. just sort of like a bonus dungeon. It's actually kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. um, we will definitely get to that. Um, cool. So, yeah, that that makes sense also, because I know that like Rune Factory and Harvest Moon, like I don't I still don't fully understand the history of Natsume as mm-hmm. a country, as a company, because I know that it I, I know that there is some bad blood there where like the people who worked at Natsume originally were like kind of like forcefully removed from the company yeah, that's, and there was I, a sort I of like there's a whole sort of like hostile takeover situation where like where people like the the Natsume now is some sort of zombie company that doesn't actually consist of the people who who were making games for it initially. And that's why yeah, there was which a is, whole weird thing with Harvest Moon. Yeah, where like the new Harvest Moons are sort of these odd cell phone game experiences yeah, or something and, like because they're not re- they're just they're only Harvest Moon in name is what right, is my understanding. Right, right. And like Story of Seasons is now what Harvest Moon used to be. And it's made by the original team that made Harvest Moon. And it's like yeah. that's like the real experience now. And then Rune Factory <laughs> yeah. is is this offshoot that's technically Harvest Moon, but also not. And it's all confusing and I don't know where Lufia fits into it, but mm-hmm. Lufia was published by Natsume. So it makes sense that it would be connected to the Rune Factory games. And I did not know that. And that actually is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weird thing about Lufia too. Um, I played the, I played that whole game, did not play one. Right. And this is a game, this is like not Final Fantasy. It actually matters which one you play because two is a direct prequel to the events of one. That's that's what I heard is and that it, it in fact, if you know one, it kind of doesn't it a little bit spoil some of the ending stuff in a way. That's what I had heard. Well, OK, true? so so here's the thing. Um, 
I'm going to give that a soft yes, but then drop a massive spoiler warning. Okay, yeah. Like a massive, like, literal end game scene spoiler warning. Yeah, this is like the last thing you'll see in the game, kind of. Because, like, you know, this is, we're, we're talking about a game that, you know, we're, this is a retrospective of a game, so spoilers, right? So, like, skip forward, like, two minutes if you uh, if you don't want spoilers for this 25-year-old game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the in the beginning of Lufia 1, you see the main characters of Lufia 2 die. Oh. <laughs> and that scene is the, the the scene that opens uh Lufia 1 is the closing scene of Lufia 2. <laughs> so you see all of the events leading up to that. That's awesome. So it's it's, it's like in Lufia so 1 it is this like you basically are seeing these ancient heroes seal away an ancient evil, right? Okay. Yeah, do 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 you think that playing these games out of order is actually awesome? It, I think it could be. Um I don't usually advocate that. I usually advocate like play in the order of release because those stories are written with the those stories are written in such a way that the earlier context is already there. And even if it is a prequel where like yeah on the game timeline it is chronologically earlier, they are putting hints and and references and and you know and pointing to things that happen in later games and wanting you to notice them in a particular way with that context already established. Sure, yes. And I think you can enjoy it the other way where you see the reference and then you get it later, but it's clearly written. It's like Yakuza 0. Mm -hmm. Like Yakuza 0 is sequentially first, but it is written 100% with like, hey, do you remember this thing from 4? Here is a reference to that. Yeah, because I mean, I played it. I played them totally wrong, technically, right? Like, because I played Yakuza, the, the, I played the remake Kiwami. of 1. Yeah, and then I played um, Zero, then Kiwami 2. However, I knew some of the events just by virtue of seeing you play right, some of right. the later. Like, like I knew about and I think you some can, of the And I think you can play Kiwami and then Zero. I think it works that way, but, like, you, 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 so you basically, you'll lose some things in terms of how they intended it to be, but you'll gain them when you, if you eventually play the other ones anyways. Right, right. Um... So like the the benefit to playing two first and not listening to the you know the last couple minutes of this podcast is that you can go into Lufia two not knowing that the main character that you open with is doomed. Right, right, right. That's yeah. It would be like it'd be like starting up Final Fantasy, uh, <laughs> starting up Final Fantasy seven and and being and just having you like already knowing Ares is dead. Right, like that. Yeah, that part is. Which most people at this point, if they had never played it before, already know that anyways. So it's it's it, it does would, take away from that moment. No, it would it would be like not like I guess it's kind of like starting up the like FF seven remake in a way. Mm, and yeah. getting all the and getting all the scenes with with uh with Aerith and just and just like kind of having that in the back of your mind the whole time. It's sure, like, like no matter no matter how much cool stuff happens here, you know where it's leading to. Unless they rewrite. Yeah, the... I was gonna say like the the subtext of that is of course the remake is gonna be different, so they may change it. But in this case, like this is a direct prequel that is supposed to be like 
sequentially consistent. Yeah. So you have this sort of like apparently throwaway or not really throwaway. It just kind of it's just kind of the the prologue mm-hmm. is seeing these these two ancient heroes from like I want I think it's like a thousand years ago. Oh, I, wow, think, okay. I think like a thousand years have passed or uh, there's several hundred or something like that. It's yeah, like, they it's, do, it's, it's they a do long the dragon time. quest. They do the dragon quest thing where it's like it's the same line. Hundreds of years have passed or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it's the same place. Right, right. So you see like, oh, yeah, all this time ago, these brave heroes sacrificed their lives to protect the world from this great evil and sealed it away. <laughs> and now the evil is coming back and you have to stop it. So Lufia 2 is all about those great heroes who sacrificed themselves to to seal the, you know, to seal the big bad away in the first place. So you get to kind of experience that firsthand. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm sitting here at the very end of the game being like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. Like, oh. <laughs> they're, like they're not going to. They're not going to. They're, they're going to be fine. There's going to the power of friendship will pull them through. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, no. Oh, actually, though. OK, well, all right. Oh, both of them. Oh, OK. Don't oh, they damn. A, don't that, they have like, a baby, too, like a kid or something? Yes. Yes. They leave a child behind, which I think is supposed to be like the, you know, it's the descendants of the. Descendants yeah, of the I think yeah. the. I feel like the. The, uh, you know, great, 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 great grandson of that right. uh of those heroes are the ones that are that are going to uh be the big heroes in Lufia 1 but I don't know I didn't play it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But um but yeah, that was pretty cool and then actually like I feel like there is an argument to be made that you can play 2 without playing 1. Okay. Um yeah, that's very rare. Very rare for games that are like actually connected. Actually, I think it's <laughs> saying it's very rare is almost an understatement. Because I don't know if it's I I can't think of a a game that that would be acceptable where they're actually intertwined. Because sure, the original like the first three Dragon Quests are sort of connected and and they're like in that universe, but they don't actually matter. Yeah, right? like it's mostly just like, hey, I know this place. That's really cool. The entire first game is one island of the second game. Like that's awesome. right. Yeah. Now I will throw this out there. It's difficult for me to make that determination um, seriously. Because I don't actually know what happens in Lufia one. And I don't know how many. um, Oh, true. I don't know how many connections I may have missed. I don't know how much richer that storyline gets. If you if you have all of that missing context. That's a good point. So like I literally don't know what I'm missing. Right. (laughs) However, having played two and not one, I still feel like I got a whole complete experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that works better because the sequel is technically a prequel. I think so. Yeah, it would be different if the game was building on events that had already happened and were referring back to things that had already happened. But that's not happening. It's, if anything, referring forward to things that haven't happened yet or possible references to characters or issues that will be set up in a game later that I'm not playing. <laughs> so I, I, will, I will version? say I'm not playing it ever, but like, I'm certainly not now. Um, right. Yeah. So like there was a, a few things like there was a, there was a sort of metal gear solid esque like dialogue on a static screen. What? Um, 
like post credits ending thing. <laughs> That's cool. Where um where they establish like a connection between the characters from Lufia 2 to the actual title character of Lufia 1 because like Lufia 2 does not feature a Lufia anywhere. Lufia is a character from Lufia 1. Oh. Oh right. Okay. So that's a little weird. That's super weird. So they establish like connections with Lufia and and who that is and what the what the whole story is behind that at the very end of Lufia 2. And then they have the gall to say to be continued in Lufia one, <laughs> which is like some cheeky shit. I like that. <laughs> so anyway, that's the lineage. And I would say that uh, I would a say DS that it's one too, right? How does that play into it? Apparently the DS version is a remake that goes like action RPG ish. Really? Of, so of, it's, of the first game? Yeah. Or no, Ooh, of, the, sounds, of the second game specifically. That sounds... I like that. It I is, might play that. It is apparently divisive. Mm. Which is not to say bad necessarily. It, it was a thing that came up in, in chat quite a bit. Uh, people talking about, you know, whether or not it was any good. And the Sinistrals. And what I... Basically, what I understand is it is very different and there may be some changes to the plot. Oh, but I don't really know the specifics. You know what? I might actually play that. That sounds fun to me. I, I don't I don't know. I, I can't give you any any serious guidance. On right, that. right. Oh, um, no, that's that's fine. Because people asked a, a lot, like, are you going to play the DS one? I was like, probably not. But apparently it is it is a very, very different experience in a lot of ways. Okay, this is going to sound dumb, and I think I've said this before. <laughs> but All right. I might, I mean, not this specific exact thing, but something like this before. But I'm, I think I own this game on the DS. I'm looking at the box art, and I'm pretty sure I own this game, and I just didn't play it. Because there was a while where I was, like, buying games on eBay super duper cheap because I like yeah. the DS. And I was like, hey, this is cool. So I, I believe I own this game. I when I go back to my mom's next time, I'll have to look through my my collection and see if I have this because that would be funny. <laughs> that yeah, that would actually be like that should be a, a topic of a. We should talk about that on a future podcast if you do actually dig it back up. Okay, cool. And if you do play it, I want to hear about it. I'm I'm legitimately curious, just not curious enough to actually play it myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. Especially now that um. Now that I've tried DS emulation, like it kind of works, but I also kind of hate it. Yeah, there's the I can, I could see that being weird. Um, if like it's not even the touchscreen thing, that's fine because the the emulator the that I use just maps the mouse to it, and that sure. actually probably works just as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. But it's the it's the fact that you have two horizontal screens stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And the the aspect ratio and screen real estate just is like really unpleasant to look at on your computer screen. Ooh, I didn't think of that. It's it's just like it's really hard to. I don't know. I just I don't I don't like the way that it's laid out. It's different when the screens are like at different angles and you kind of cl- you can kind of glance back and forth at each other at, yeah. at each of the screens and there there's a, there's a separation between them. But 
when they're literally right on top of each other and you just have to process this one window as two separate things. Yeah. It just, there's something about it that makes my brain angry. I can get that. Yeah. The, the, I, I will say, I was just curious. So I looked online quickly. Um, if I don't own it, there's no way I am buying it now because the price of these games have gone up a lot. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just, it's just what you expect when the, the, the game, Apparently, like, collect- know, game collecting uh, goes crazy. Like, yeah, or something. game collecting is apparently out of control right now. Anyway, so yeah. it may it may not stay there permanently. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've. God, let me let me bring us back to let me bring us back to center yes, please, here. So please. what Luthia Two actually is is generally standard sort of Dragon Quest or Breath of Fire style JRPG. Okay. Um. You have your you have your your party members with your attack skills and your magic skills and the the enemies are on the other side. And you kind of see the you kind of see the like the over the shoulder perspective with your your characters have their backs facing you and the and the enemies are facing towards you. And all the enemies have googly eyes for some reason. <laughs> There's something about the design where like all of the all the characters have weird eyeballs oh my god and it's kind of it's kind of funny and cute when it shouldn't be most of the time right um and you mostly just fight them and i was fine with that i what i didn't expect is that there would be like 35 different dungeons in this game holy crap there's so many stupid towers and caves you have to go into it's that's ridiculous a that's a lot i like th- i 35 is a number i threw out there at random but it is like i am confident it is more than 20 holy that's that's kind of impressive i mean it kind of is but like a lot is of it just sort kind of annoying <laughs> i was impressed by it at first it moves into a it moves into an area where like they start looking kind of palette swappy mm. and like the puzzles aren't as much fun let me back that up the puzzles are actually pretty good okay pretty consistently good um, and that's the one thing that caught me, I think, the most off guard about Luke about Lufia mm-hmm. um, is that the there is some like beyond Zelda level, um, like actual brain teaser puzzles in almost every single dungeon in the game. I I, <laughs> I tuned into you doing one of those uh, moving grid puzzles and I was like, yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Some of them are tough, but like I actually kind of like sort of logic style <laughs> puzzles like that. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I had a book of like like Sudoku and like, you know, like the grid based logic puzzles where it's like, you know, A is not G and G and G and B are the same. And and you have this whole grid of things where you kind of like figure out where everything fits based on the based on the reading clues. And yeah, I was so like, homework. oh, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> You're like, I love homework. This is cool. <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 basically just it's basically homework. But like there's a certain thing about like those types of brain teasers where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do this for fun. This that's, is I like that's this. actually cool. So this kind of hit that part of my this kind of hit that part of my brain in a way I wasn't expecting where you actually do the it wasn't quite on the on the La Mulana level. Of like <laughs> lateral nonsense thinking, 
Yeah. But it it was in that sort of like it it was a better level than that because the the puzzles were more clear and easier to like wrap your head around. Okay. But still kind of tough. So it was it was in that range of like it didn't take me that long to solve it, but when it did it felt good as hell. Mm, all right, yeah. Like I felt like a freaking genius every time I every time I made progress. <laughs> Like, That's you, know, actually, you know, that good feeling of like, yeah, got it. Like you, oh, you, yeah, you're faced with a puzzle and it it's not obvious what the solution is. It's not like yeah. push this two to the left onto the obvious switch that it's supposed to go on. Yeah, well, basically, it's those those were the puzzles you got in in um, Phantom Hourglass for the dungeons where you basically you're more or less just walking through the dungeon and you knew it immediately what to do in every single room and it immediately gave you access to the next room and it was just kind of like yeah whatever so you didn't get that feeling of oh my god i solved the puzzle yeah yeah this is the feeling of like oh yeah oh hell yeah i did it that's awesome and it was like it was like that for i would say like more than half of them whoa and a couple of them like a couple of them like had me stuck for a while so that like finishing it was more of a relief Sure. Mostly because I'm streaming and it's because like no one wants to watch me be an idiot for 45 minutes. Well, yeah, that's that's I feel like that would happen. That could happen really easily where you especially if you start to like think about that too much, then you're not thinking about the game anymore. Yes. And then it can become a whole process of, oh, God, I'm not making progress. Oh, I'm not making progress. Now I'm definitely not making progress. Yeah. Everyone's (laughs) going to leave. Everyone's bored. Yeah, my entertainment values through the floor. I'm making even less progress. <laughs> it's it's a it's a uniquely stream problem. Sure. But there were there were a couple of those where I was like, oh, this is taking too long. I'm sorry. Um, and one at the end, which is literally billed as like the ultimate puzzle challenge that I was like, screw this. I'm looking up a solution. OK, because I know there is one puzzle in the game that's notoriously like this is an impossible puzzle. Or something. I, I know it's not actually impossible, but I you mean, may it's... have seen it before. It's the uh, it's the block sliding puzzle where all the blocks are different shapes. OK, no, I did not see it. It's it's I've heard of it. I heard of, that's I've, that's the, the only thing I the few things I knew about the game was that it ha- had some puzzle that everybody likes to joke about. They're like, oh, it's easy. Don't worry. But that's just the joke is that it's actually yeah. impossible. Um, it is the it's. It's the it's the block sliding puzzle where you have like you have like one by one cubes and then you have like two by one rectangles that go in both directions. And then there is a and then there's a two by two cube in the back and you have to move that to the front by moving the other ones around. Oh, no, I did watch you play with this for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's the that's the big one. Ah, gotcha. That's that's the big like, hey, do you want to try the ultimate challenge puzzle? <laughs> and I did that for probably like an hour and was like, no, what's the solution? I Yeah, because I think just, I just had on, on in the background while you were doing it. And I just kept looking over and be like, yeah, this looks uh, this looks rough. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I've done that puzzle before. That's <laughs> the really wild thing. I played um, Professor Layton. Yes. Yeah. Um, I played one of the old Professor Layton games. I think the first one, actually. And um, and that puzzle shows up in Professor Layton because Professor Layton is just all those types of like. That's what. Yeah. It's all logic puzzles and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that is like one of the big things that you do in Professor Layton. And I remember solving it in that game. So I was like, oh, I've done this before. I just have to like remember how it works. I did not remember how it worked. <laughs> not even a little bit. And then I looked up the solution and I was like, every time. They would take like two steps. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. 
And then there would be like three steps that were like, wait, what? Why? What? What? <laughs> yeah and then like by the time i get yeah by the time i get to the end of it i'm like i would have never figured that out i don't think (laughs) right because all of the all of the logic circuits in my brain told me to do the opposite thing of what this of what this is doing well and that's why those puzzles are like like that right that's what makes them that's what makes them tricky is that it's it's a it's sort of messing with your head right it's like this isn't what you think you should do but it works out because you know in a roundabout way it's better yeah. And you'll, you know, the way that your brain wants to solve this leads you into all of the traps. Right. So the TLDR, the puzzles in Lufia actually really solid. And at the end of the day, one of my favorite parts of the game. That's like, that's good to hear. Now, having said that, oh. Um, oh. the actual JRPG battle system, not my favorite part of the game. Oh, um, now that's, that's a fairly large part of the game, isn't it? It is. And here's the thing. It's not bad. It's just okay. there. You've played it before? And yeah, I've played it before. And tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. I could use these magic spells, but fight is doing more damage for free. Ooh. Yeah. So, you're so just I'm just going to mash fight and then heal when I have to. Yeah. In all but, like, a couple of situations. Right. Way too many of the... The random battles, especially. More or less just came down to, like, okay, there's a there's a fight here. Mash, mash the A button until it's over. Well, is there anything that helps bring that together? Like, there's not, like, classes or anything, right? Like, there's... Everyone is what they not are. Not officially... Mm-hmm. But, like, there are definitely characters that are set up in a particular way. Okay. Some some characters have stronger magic stats. Um, Guy, who is the the blonde misogynistic dude. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, is, I remember the character. Yes. He is super, super strong, but literally cannot use magic. Oh, okay. I'm all right with that. He, he has zero MP. So he sure. is just straight up a fighter bruiser. That is that is my favorite character in the game, then. Yes. Well, he is actually, like, one of the best... He is arguably the best fighter, oh, actually. Okay. Because right. in a game where most of the fights boil down to just mashing fight, um, the guy who can literally only do that is really good at it. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why that would be. So, uh, this game does have a really cool mechanic that I don't think I've seen in any other game in quite the same way. Hmm, There is a third gauge that you use in battle. You have your HP gauge and your MP gauge, which is typical. Sure. Um, Then there is an IP gauge. And I don't remember what the I actually stands for, but there are special abilities that you can equip on your character that are linked to your weapons and armor. Oh, interesting. So it is it is like an additional ability that your armor pieces have. Yeah. Where like it allows you to cast this particular spell from oh. that extra pool of uh, that extra pool of meter, which mostly goes up when you take damage. Huh. Okay. So it's kind of cool. So that, it okay, is. So if, it's actually okay. really neat. Yes. 
Oh, now I get it. There was one fight that you were doing where everyone in your team had died except for one person, and they were basically taking enough damage to be able to cast the healing spell whenever you needed the healing spell. Yes. That was attached to their armor. Yes. So it was kind of like this endless cycle, but then you got put to sleep and that was over, and you're like, okay, well, I suppose. Yeah, that there was that one that yeah. That yeah, it was like go 20 well. minutes of it, and you're like, yeah, I can do this forever. Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's actually a really neat little wrinkle in the, uh, like, it, it also affects, like, not all armor pieces sure. have those abilities. Like, not every piece has an, an extra ability. Some of it is just, like, a lot of the stuff you buy from stores where it's like, here, is this is just iron plate mail. It's not like imbued with any kind of magic. It's just plain basic stuff. So yeah, the hey, stats might, so like the stats might be slightly better, but you're giving up the ability to like heal your party for twenty five percent. Yeah, I imagine that the benefits definitely outweigh like the defense reduction, especially if it's a fairly simple game. It's, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have to. It's an extra thing to think about. In a lot mm. of old RPGs, the the gear the gear you decision comes down it. to like, does the number go up or down? Yeah, it's like how much money do I have right now? Yeah, and, <laughs> like that's how I that's how you, you know you either go grind for it or whatever. Yeah, is it is it number go up or is it number go down? Mm-hmm. And that's how like if number go up, then you get it. If number like or if number go up a little bit and it's really expensive, then maybe you skip it because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is a game where it's like, okay, so that does bring my defense up 10, but I lose this ability, so is that worth it? Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. And then sometimes you keep multiple sets of armor around because, like, well, I might need this. I might need, oh need this ability for later. It's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot. The problem with it is that that also in the late game kind of goes by the wayside because you can kind of just mash through. Now I mm, will say true. I will say, I don't know if that's a typical experience with that game or if that is my pick every fight in the dungeon and, uh, and get lost and fight everything multiple times. Um, like experience, because that's kind of how I play RPGs is like do you every fight. Yeah, kill the things as they are, don't run away. Yeah. And Luffy is also interesting because it has, um, there's random battles on the overworld, but you spend relatively little time on the overworld. Oh, In the right. dungeons, the it's it's Chrono Trigger style. It is. That is cool. Though, so see, I, I played the game for about an hour, so I, I got that yeah. much of it, where where, uh, where you go into a dungeon, you get to see all the things there, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's yeah, actually... Yeah. I, I, that so you is can my actually favorite. just kind of what like most of them have pretty consistent um, pathing too, so you can just kind of walk around them if you want. Yeah, like, and I I think that's that's my favorite evolution of RPGs in general is seeing an enemy on the map, and yeah, being able to avoid it or not, and or just whatever. being able to decide whether you want to fight it or not. Yes, I absolutely love that. Yeah, um, I also think didn't Luffy Luffy two had a if you don't move the enemies don't move too right so you yes. can take time to think of stuff that's actually really, at first I thought it was going to be like a mystery dungeon thing where they like try and walk at you all the time. Um, well, in mystery mystery dungeons actually the same way. Right, right. Where that's, like that's, you, if you don't move, they don't move. Yeah, but but they're also. I could be wrong because I didn't play the game that much, but it didn't seem like the enemies were trying to come at me in Lufia. It's just that they would move or they had like, Oh movement. yeah. Some of them, some of them come at you specifically. So sure. they all have different behavior. 
so some of them just like some of them will just like trace a wall right just like kind of like hug whatever surface they're against yeah um some of them will some of them like move in a particular direction based on the direction that you're moving Mm -hmm. like they'll move in like a you know like 90 degrees different from what you like if you go down they go right that kind of thing right yeah um some some of them will some of them move like more or less randomly some of them will do the uh some of them will do like the lock eyes with you and if they see you then they start then they start coming for you for you so (laughs) there's actually different enemy behavior for for different uh for different creatures which is also cool because that actually makes you it actually kind of keeps you on the it actually kind of keeps you on your toes while you're going through um and makes it like if you're just trying to run through and not pick fights it actually makes that difficult sometimes Mm because you have to know what that particular enemy is going to do and how to stay out of its way and make sure that it doesn't like run into you for whatever reason (laughs) yeah and it also has a uh, it also has a system where like uh back attacks matter oh yeah that's right i saw it where, where if you if you uh i was i don't know i was fighting like the little lizard thing in the first dungeon and yeah yeah it, you get the you get the back attack uh encounter start to the fight and it's like oh cool I, I i i like that yeah and if you mismanage it they can they can actually get the back attack on you as well mm-hmm. so so it's it's a nice way to make like the preemptive attack or the or the surprise attack or whatever like normally that's just something that happens in the background in rng Mm-hmm. And in this yeah. case, it's like, no, you actually manage your movement uh, in the dungeon. And if you like if you plan your movement well, you can just get preemptive strikes like most of the time. That's neat. So it's 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 a really, really nice way of handling a lot of that stuff. It's just that I, for a number of reasons, got way too strong, way too fast. Oh, probably just from it, fighting it's, everything. It's what it feels like. It feels like I was overleveled. But it doesn't I didn't really do anything specific to overlevel myself. Yeah, you just I was played just, the game too well. I mean, yeah, like, I just by killing everything, I mean. Yeah, I just kind of picked all the fights and I feel like the game doesn't really intend for you to pick all the fights. <laughs> yeah. So and like early on, I actually got wiped because I wasn't strong enough. OK, so like it's not like I was it's not like I was burning through levels the whole game. There was a point where I actually had to go back through and pick up a couple levels just to beat a boss fight. But mm-hmm. it kind of felt like everything that happened after that, like maybe I overleveled there, but I only picked up like three or four. So it doesn't feel Sometimes like I should have like all it, you need, though. Like, yeah, there's, there are some RPGs where the stat gain is is actually almost entirely tied in however they do the programming of it to like the level of your character. Yeah. So being higher level is a really big deal yes Um, yes definitely and so maybe that's just how it worked there is i will admit there is one thing that i did that did sort of set me on a path to being overpowered oh what's that i went to the ancient cave okay the ancient cave is the the game in a game correct yes that is the game in a game lufia 2 does something that i cannot think of any other game of that era doing which is to throw an entire fully featured level one start roguelike dungeon, <laughs> like r- randomly generated, different every time, roguelike experience. Yeah, like Final Fantasy X 2 did that in the international version on PS2 and then the HD version everywhere. And that's the 
only other game that I'm thinking of, and that was to just make it, you know, sexy for people to purchase again in Japan. <laughs> right, right, right. Like here's yeah. a here's your extra mode. Yeah, here's the the stuff that the international version got plus bonus content because that's just how they did. Are they, there's a lot of RPGs like that. Um, the Ancient that, Cave uh, is yeah. a game that I, like the Ancient Cave is an is a section of the game that I feel like people probably spent. I, I think if you were to add up all of the time spent in that game by all of the people who ever played it. Yeah. And if you were to stack up the amount of time spent in ancient cave versus the amount of time spent actually playing the regular ass game, yeah. the ancient cave is probably the more played part of that game no just way. because it is endless content. <laughs> Like you could play through the game once and it'd take you 40 hours and then you could literally spend hundreds in Ancient Cave. That's kind of cool. Because it literally the game gives you an option to access it instantly once you finish the game as a separate thing. Oh, it's not. So it doesn't even power up your characters. At all? It do, OK, mostly no, because here's how Ancient Cave works. Is it items? It's items. Oh. When you get to Ancient Cave, the rule is all of your armor and weapons are gone. You go in completely naked. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you're all of your characters are level one. You don't have any of the magic you've equipped. You don't have you are literally a blank slate. Every character. That's yeah, that that's that's so cool. The only thing that you can take in that is like variable is um is your capsule monster which I didn't really talk very much about, but this game mm -hmm. has like a sort of rudimentary version of Pokemon where you can get like an extra, you get like an extra party member in the form of a capsule monster, and then you can feed them your old equipment and they evolve. And they kind <laughs> of, you don't control them directly, Do but they, they will, they can like be replace? knocked out. They can be knocked out in a battle, but they just come back in the next one. They always oh, come back in every fight full healed, but you also can't like really interact with them directly. Uh, you don't have control over what they do in a fight. And you can't like heal them or buff okay. them or anything. They just kind of do their own thing, but they can be really strong. And it's, it's a cool mechanic. If a, it's a really cool mechanic. If a, uh, a sort of like minimally, uh, implemented one. Sure. So you can bring, there's, I think seven different capsule monsters in the game mm -hmm. that all have like a different, um, elemental affinity. And some of them, some of them are more attack. Some of them are more support and healing. Um, so on and so forth. Yeah. But you can choose which capsule monster you take into into the uh, into the game, which is nice because you can take the one that heals and then basically just have free healing. Is it smart enough to heal or does that just all it does is heal? Um, it can be smart enough to heal sometimes, but sometimes <laughs> okay. it but sometimes it wants to punch for two damage. Okay, that's so what I was it's kind of it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 so it's it's more or less fun because it's there, but not really practical. Yeah, the, basically, like the best, most reliable way to use them is just take one that does really good damage and just let it do damage. Yeah, that, and yeah, then and then once in a while it'll decide to use its really strong skill, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you did a thousand damage. Good job. Thousand damage, Jesus. I'm guessing that's a lot. Yeah, it's at towards the end of the game. It's like one of the most damaging things that can happen. But it's just oh, wait, up to, it's just like 
Well, I mean, like, most of my attacks are doing, like, seven or eight hundred, and then <laughs> and Fumi comes in with monster. a tail smash and does, like, twelve hundred. Holy crap. But it's completely up to RNG whether he uses that. So, it's not, it's, it's great when it happens, but it's basically like having a slot machine on the end of your party. Yeah. I, I, okay. If, if, if you're trying to play with that, it could be annoying, but if you're just, in, if you're just enjoy it for what it is i think i would love that yeah you're just kind of seeing what happens and like every yeah. like every time it happened it was hype like yes. i would go through my whole line of characters and like i don't think i'm gonna do enough damage to beat him this turn Boom. and then all of a sudden like like out of out of left field fumi comes in with the with the 1500 damage tail smash and i'm like oh shit he did it <laughs> So I that like, like that. that's actually really fun just to like not to rely on, but just to like get that when you get it. Yeah. So that is the one bit of control you have going into Ancient Cave is like your you can choose which capsule monster you go in with, but they will be devolved to whatever their level one form is. And then you can continue to feed them things that you pick up in the dungeon to evolve them because you can't take them out of the dungeon anyway. Mm. like there's treasure okay. there's treasure and stuff that drops on every floor and you get drops from from uh, enemies and stuff but like most of that stuff is completely transitive or right tra- trans tra- not transitive no um, it is um it's not just transferred or tra- uh, uh ah damn it <laughs> it is transitory tra- yeah Trans- i don't think that's it either there's no. a word that I'm that I'm looking for. It's not permanent. Right. You have it transient? while you have it and then possibly that's transient. Right. But that doesn't feel like that's the right usage of that word. God, someone's going to laugh at us really hard right yeah, now. Yeah, someone knows exactly what word I'm looking for, and it probably doesn't even start with trans. <laughs> that's you know what? Just you get the thing, you know, whatever. Message us at the retro breakdown at gmail.com to tell me what an idiot I am and how I don't know words. <laughs> anyway, so there is a very, very, very specific way <laughs> to have progression through the ancient cave. Okay. Um, there is a specific set of items that can be found in blue treasure chests in the ancient cave. And those are items that can be taken in and out of the ancient cave on subsequent runs. Mm. So, so it's, it's so it's kind of about luck in a way. It is. It is. Because okay. like I literally found like an end game weapon on floor two. <laughs> oh, OK, so that's why you ended up. That's sort kind of, of why I ended up being kind of strong. Uh, but even yeah, then, only sense. one of my characters are super strong. But she was basically just one shotting everything for half the game. Yeah, I think I think it's hard to try and justify that as like, oh, it's only one character, one yeah. shotting everything. I'm not saying that you did anything well, wrong. The, oh, like one shotting most basic enemies. Right, not yeah, bosses. I didn't think you meant bosses. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I am a hundred percent a person that grinds in RPG. So I am the person that I, I suppose you could look at it as ruins the RPG experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't make decisions most of the time. It's mostly like, okay, I'm going to grind until I'm strong enough to kill all this stuff. Right, right. Like I would rather, I would rather just see the levels, the the numbers go up, and then just be kind of like OP. 
yeah rather like than optimize and be like constantly stressed out and at risk yeah like there there are i like maybe there's occasionally a game where i'm having fun with the the actual um decision making and all of that stuff of like building your party especially if it's like a tactical game i, I enjoy it more there mm -hmm. where, where you have more choices and where it feels like your decisions have a bigger impact but for the right. most part if it's just a standard jrpg i, I just want to be big strong yeah no I, I totally get that and i i even though it kind of like i'm not really about mmos where the the goal is kind of just to to make all the numbers go up and be big strong yeah like i do weirdly kind of like that in single player uh jrpgs and i i i don't really i realize that's an inconsistent stance to take and i i'm i don't care yeah that's hey <laughs> i like what i like exactly but so so the way the ancient cave works i i'm still blown away that it exists by the way like that yeah, it, it's just is... there it's just like roguelites are like the like the biggest form of indie game that exists right now next to like possibly like crafting and survival style games <laughs> true and i suppose no i i wouldn't call battle royale games necessarily indie at this point um but that is like that is one of these this this huge genre of game and it's like here's luffy doing it in 96 just as part of a larger game while wow, this game in, came in out like a lot months. of the same ways that's 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 probably why I'd never played this actually, is it came out so late. In it came out Super very Nintendo. late, yes. That's literally months before the sixty four came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hmm. super, super late in the life cycle. Which is where a lot of the gems really are, because they, you know, had figured out how to optimize the the hardware and everything. But yeah, so Ancient Cave. Um Yeah. So you go in, if you don't have any of the items that are on the specific item table of can be found in blue chest in Ancient Cave, mm -hmm. then you can't take any of those. But if you have one, then you can equip that from the start. So yeah, so the next time it's way more fun because you're already kind of strong. You're so you already kind of strong. And, and all of the, you pick up a chest. bunch of, the, the blue chests are super rare. I went down like 50 or 60 floors. Oh, There's, holy crap. Yeah, there's like a hundred. There's like a hundred. That's not bad. Is, it, do you, is that one run? That's one run. That's not bad, friend. Not bad. It, now, it went okay. It went okay. I, yeah. I did have to bail out because it is like a, it is sort of a risk reward thing. You have to sure, get down to, yeah, if you don't bail out with your stuff, you die and then you don't get to keep your stuff. And I had really good stuff. So I was like, I definitely don't want to lose this sword. Yeah, because it helped. I mean, it helped streamline the rest of the game. a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that was the only blue chest I found for like 40 or 40 floors or so. Whoa. So like, it is very, very like unmanaged random. Yeah, it is. It's, it's clearly not been, you know, streamlined or optimized for the user enjoyment of having every run be theoretically possible. Yeah, no, it is literally <laughs> like, here's the loot table. Grab something. Go. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't get uh, it's not like the blue chests are the only things in the game. Those are special drops. Um, there are treasure chests all over, like almost every floor, and they can have consumable items or armor. And you can have you can have drops from uh, from enemies give you armor. Now, so, do like, those items you keep too? no, those okay, so are run specific. Blue. Gotcha. All right. 
So there's all there's like it is like ninety eight to two. The, right, right. Like the the items that you get that are temporary, mm-hmm. um, versus the items that you get from the blue chest that you can actually keep later. Right. And the thing is, those are also the only items that you can take out of the dungeon. So if you get a really strong weapon or something that's not from the um, that's not from one of the blue chests, you can't take that out and use that in normal gameplay either. Mm. It has to be. It has to be a blue chest. The blue chest items are the only ones that are like, quote unquote, real. Right. Yeah. The, the, I mean, they, that's 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 a good way of thinking about it. Every, everything else is is basically like, you know, a, it's, a, it's a hologram for the game. Sure. I mean, because in some ways, if you don't get a blue chest, you've kind of wasted your time. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to go to um, you can't just leave whenever you want either. OK, so which it's like is certain floor or certain tiers of floors that you, you have to on. get up to um you have to get up to a certain point before you pick up a particular item mm, okay that you can use to escape and it oh, is so only leave... found after floor 20 wow so like if you're gonna go you gotta go yeah like you have to you have to make that like a commitment which is why episode 25.5 of lufia 2 is my three and a half hour run through the ancient cave and nothing else oh my god it was like an entire stream <laughs> and, and you can't save or anything no i mean yeah. if you're if you're emulating it you can save state but like well, in game yeah. no not at all i i i don't mean i would absolutely be using a save state because i wouldn't want to waste my time and that that's the thing i could do if i was playing it but theoretically if you were playing it the way you're supposed to you would not be able to right save yeah, no, it is it is a it is a one run Ooh. like sit there and do it situation. It took me like now granted I was being super super thorough and also streaming which are both, you know, waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> they not waste of time, but they both make it take extra time. I f- I think I figured that's what you meant. <laughs> um uh but still I made it like barely halfway and it took like 3 hours and change. Yeah, so, and I like, imagine it gets longer the later levels because stuff is I, harder. Not necessarily. Okay, so I it's mean, all the, pre. I guess you're kind of getting stronger as you go, right? You're getting stronger as you go, and the enemies definitely get stronger as well. But you get more, you get more equipment, and the when I say the rooms are randomly generated, I mean randomly generated. Mm-hmm. Like this game, like. I literally got dropped into like a three by three room with a, with a staircase. Oh, cool. And that was like, all right, well that's the whole floor. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, now I take that back. Cause some, a lot of times, depending on how the run goes, the end is far easier than the beginning. Yeah. Because you, you've already, you're, you're either, you found items that make it simpler or you're just simply stronger. Or you understand how it all works. So, yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I take that back. I take that back. Cause I played through the 10 to um, like roguelite game mm-hmm. and the beginning like the first four or five hours were so rough and then the second four or five hours was probably 60 percent of the actual run or like 70 percent of the run and it was so much faster yeah and yeah. i was just crushing through it so yeah i i, I totally like that early back. on i was actually doing a lot of like time well I want to say time optimizations, but it's literally the opposite of that. I was doing some I was doing some cheese strats where I would like 
I would get free healing in exchange for time because oh, I okay. had the I had the healing uh, I had the healing. Um, <laughs> you just like sit there. <laughs> yeah, I would literally sit there and kill all the enemies except one weak one that would hit me for like one. Yeah, you would just and wait then for sit healing. there and wait <laughs> for the capsule monster to heal everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that because that's because whatever the capsule monster does is free resources. Their HP right, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, their HP comes back every every turn and they don't have like an MP pool that they pull from or anything. So like whatever you get from them is free. So I was like, all right, well, I need a little bit of healing. I'll just sit here on this one fight for five minutes and wait for them to and just use defend with everyone until we get some healing in. See, now that's where streaming comes in handy because you have something to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> while, while you watch the gameplay itself for a minute. So Ancient Cave is really cool. I want to talk about a couple more things before we wrap up. Um, right. I haven't really talked about the story much at all. Um, I am. I have never seen, I don't think, a love triangle resolve in the middle of the game to the point where there is a literal wedding. <laughs> okay. And then the losing the losing partner in the love triangle literally just bails out of the rest of the story. What? <laughs> they just leave? They just go home. They're like, screw it. I don't care anymore. What? No and way. And she is the second character that you get in the game. <laughs> She's just like, screw it. Oh, you, you played for like an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. The girl with the blue hair that runs the shop that's obviously interested? Yes. Yeah, she goes home. Oh my god. You meet a you meet a cooler like warrior girl character later and Maxim clearly like has it for her. And 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 Tia just kind of watches it. The poor shop lady. She just kind of watches it happy happen and she's like, "Oh man, this poor is not Tia. This is not going to work out for me. Well, he clearly that she was clearly going to just be the choice in the anime. That's like, well, I guess if I'm settling, this will work. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, that's what she was even from the first, you know, the first scene with her. Yeah. She wants more than you're kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care that much. So it's, it's not bad the way that they, the way that they, they do it, it because okay. like okay. Maxim is, Maxim is warrior man, adventurer dude. I am warrior. Yeah. He's just like, so I was told by some lady in a cave that I need to fight. I don't think you may not have gotten to that scene. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, I just like going out and, and fighting. I just really like yeah, adventure Tia... <laughs> and, and battle and everything. Cause Tia even said something like, why, why do you always fight? Yeah. Like, why, why do you, you like always fighting, gone so fighting? And you're just like, I don't know. Give me some of this disgusting fish food you made. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> why did you why did you work so hard to cook this expensive and rare fish without actually knowing if it tastes good? It's like, yeah. well, it's expensive. It has to taste good. No, that's <laughs> not true. That's not how that works. And then the people in town are like, wow, you're such a man for eating her food. And I was like, Jesus game. <laughs> yeah. Just dunks all around. Yeah. So like so, so hey, it's clearly set up in a way where like Maxim is this is this like headstrong adventurer fighter dude. Uh-huh. And Tia's just following him around being like, all right, but when you're done, you'll come home, right? Right. Like, 
Can we just like settle down and have a normal life? Because that's that's what I want. Right, right. So later on, you meet Selen, who is the who is the cool general, like lady warrior badass. Mm-hmm. And Maxim's like, wow, she's pretty and super strong, and we can spar with each other, and it's cool. <laughs> Think Goku, Chi- Goku Chichi. Yes, you yeah. know, like. Goku's like, I don't really get it, but she's she sure is strong. <laughs> and then so like that relationship kind of starts to starts to blossom and Tia's just like, all right. And the line that she has, she's literally like, so there's a scene midway through the game. that's kind of like a false ending, mm-hmm. um, sort of akin to like beating Magus midway through Chrono Trigger. Where it's like, this is, this kind of shapes up like it's kind of a final boss fight, but you know it's too early. Right. Um, And there's a whole scene where it like, it seems like Maxim might not come back. (gasps) And like, he's, he's like stuck in the tower as it's collapsing. And he's like, he's like, just go, I'll, I'll take care of it. You guys leave. And, um, and he makes it out big, you know, big melodramatic surprise. So when he does, Selen comes back and is all like, I was so worried about you, you, you big dummy. And he is just kind of like watching around the corner like, well, that's happening now. And she's just like, screw it. I'm going back to my shop. What she says is actually like, I, I at the time, I wasn't really like, I wasn't really here for it. But the more I think about it, the more I like it. Okay. She basically says, like, she realizes, like, I, the person, the Maxim that I like is not Maxim the warrior. Like, I like. She actually doesn't, she doesn't actually like Maxim. It sounds like she just likes the idea. She likes the idealized version of him if he would, like, if he would settle down and do what she wants, but that's not who she is. So he's not right for her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I meanwhile, nice. you have this girl who is like basically his mirror image in a way because they're both like headstrong battle dudes. Yeah. And she's like, this is it's probably actually cool for the that best. they gave her. It's actually cool that there's like I, I, I know they like to give they make female warriors in games and stuff, but usually there's some sort of issue with them or they're like weak or something like that. Do yeah. They, do yeah. they do that in this or is because selling is pretty cool, like. They, I feel like they treat her pretty well through the majority of the game. Yeah, I just I'm guessing this is because I saw a bit of one one of the streams towards the end where she was like, or she's like, uh, I'm going with you, and Maxim's like, No, you can't. You have to stay. Maxim to had like you. all of the male characters in this game, with like one exception, because he's the scientist and he doesn't give a damn. are like deeply misogynistic. Okay. Okay. But they're deeply misogynistic in a very nineties anime kind of way. But it seemed like they wrote it. So the girl was like, no dude, screw you. I'm going anyways. They did. And that's, that's, so they tried to do that whole thing where it's like, it's too dangerous. I have to go alone. And she's like, dude, dude, seriously, just like, (laughs) first of all, I'm strong. Right, like second I'll of all, we've done this whole thing together. Stop trying to like glory hog. That's so stupid. Okay, that's actually great that they did that. Then I I like that a lot. Yeah, she's actually a really really good character. Um, the the female characters in this game are pretty much great across the board. The male characters do things like um, 
having a having a uh, a committed relationship and girlfriend at home that you refuse to marry because you're too much of a man and um and hitting on other women because a man deserves to have a little fun wait does he actually say that there is a line that is very similar to that where it's like someone's like hey i thought you like what about your what about your girlfriend at home who i think is actually named jesse so that was awkward <laughs> it's like what don't you don't you have jesse and he's like well uh, you know a man just you know a man deserves to have some fun and it's like it, you're literally hitting at someone at like a at like a, a cabaret right 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 that, yeah that's what it is effectively is yeah i'm just going to the bar it's fine yeah it's like oh i can you know i can i can i think the idea is like i can do some harmless flirting but it certainly comes off as like you know i can do what i want and she'll deal with it because she's not here right now. Right. Which is like, yikes, no. Then there's the, um, yeah, you get Dakar in the party, who is the the big, like, beast-like Vegeta hair warrior who uses the axe, and he's super big strong. Yes, nice. But he keeps hitting on, he keeps hitting on, like, everything that moves, mm. and then they all turn him down, and he's like, I don't, that's fine, my love is my sword, that's all I need. Instead of saying like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm a jerk. <laughs> so there is a scene where there is a literal Pied Piper style situation where all of the like all of the young, like childbearing age women. Actually, I should roll that back because there's one that's like 10. But... OK, <laughs> you've been watching too much anime. <laughs> no, I just mean like all of the women that are no, know, all of the women that are like of a young age. They like lead them all away from the town with this weird like whistle tune or whatever. Okay. And the idea is like to steal their life energy or something. I don't remember. It's weird. Yeah, that's um, that is that's weird for sure. And so you have to go out to the tower and Guy and Dakar, who are your two chief misogynists, are <laughs> like, we have to. Well, we we like, like all the women are gone. We obviously we have to save the women because because the then. Because this is an opportunity. <laughs> it is literally, oh. literally frame it as like, yeah, we're going to get in good. Yeah, we're getting some tonight. <laughs> so you so go in and it is this comedy of errors where like everyone, everyone like everyone falls for this stupid trap, except for the dumbest character in the party. And then they start arguing with each other about who's dumber. And all of the women are in the cage being like, what the hell are you doing? Just fight the guy. Just lift the trap. This Get is so out. stupid. And he goes <laughs> yeah. into this big, dumb, like he goes into this big, stupid, uh, like monologue about what a big hero he is. And then like the, the big bad who sprung the trap is like, oh, you're right. I'm no match for you. I'll lift. I'll lift the trap. I, and I, I'm going to run away because I can't beat you one on one. And he, he like he just does his sort of like, you know, bad guy magic fade out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure. like the, the teleport away thing. Yeah. Whee! And then the, the cage goes away and then Dakar walks over to everyone and is like, are you OK? And then dude pops back into the scene and springs the trap again because he stepped into it. And oh everyone's like, God. oh, my God, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. 
So afterwards, he's just like, whatever. The, like, the cage never even mattered because I'm so strong. And he just, like, busts through the bars of the cage with brute strength. <laughs> Which, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that but is then really there cool. is a scene at the end of that where, like, all of the women in the... Uh, <laughs> all of the women who were trapped... Like he, he puts on the, he puts on the line for like which one they're going to get. Right. Yeah. Right. And then all of their boyfriends and husbands come for them. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I was so worried about you. I'm so glad you're safe. And then they leave. Right. <laughs> and then at the very end of it, the like eight or 10 year old girl is like, Hey, Hey, mister, you were really strong and brave. If you want, I'll be your bride. And Dakar is like, I'm like, okay, I stop it right there. And I'm like, okay, the answer is no. Or like, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta grow up first. And then you give her the little hat pat on the head and you're not really serious about it. And you're like still uncomfortable, but acceptable. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, maybe when you're older, cause you don't want to make him cry. Yeah, and you just, right. you just pat him on the head and you're like, okay, that's nice. That's. <laughs> It's because it's like, you know, it's just a nice little sweet, innocent thing. It's like, oh, I love you, mister. Like, kids don't get it. Yes. You know? I mean, it would be okay. Well, yeah, that's another. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, I know what you mean, but like, it's, I was prepared to give it the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. be like, okay, like, you can just kind of. This is a thing. This, that type of behavior is, is accepted in this environment it's fine yeah it's it's not a it's not an issue that the kid says it the issue is how you react to it no no it's not the kid saying right because that's just a kid as you say right it's just a kid doing kid things so you just you know the whole idea here is you just (laughs) you just say like okay okay little kid that's sweet right thank you that's that's really nice and then you just go on with your day and what Dakar actually does is like a text box full of ellipses. Like he's thinking about yeah. it. And then he's like, well, but so he's like questioning it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, that's not right. But he's thinking about it. <laughs> he's like, well, but I mean, like he's kind of like mulling the oh, idea no. around and I'm like, no, stop it. No, stop. Stop it. Stop. And then and then her boyfriend comes for her, too, because they have a little. Yeah, like a little, you know, 10 year old, their little 10 year old puppy love thing. And all meanwhile, I fought through like this giant tower of beasts to get here and fought off a big uh, fought off like this big monster trainer guy. Mm -hmm. And then like all of these randos from the village just show up on the top floor of the tower. It's fine. It's like, oh, you, yeah, okay, it's fine to be here now because you beat everything. But then I walk out of the room and they're all still there. So it's like, how did oh they actually, God. how did this 10-year-old boy get here actually? That is a question. There's, I believe every RPG has a moment like that where you're like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, it's Not like. Not sure it, how this is happening. It took me like two hours to fight through everything and solve all the puzzles to get here. How are you just here now? Yeah. <laughs> So the game is riddled with moments like that where it's just like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, I, I wish they'd not said that in that particular way. But that's actually kind of what makes the treatment of Selen stand out because she is legitimate, respectable, strong female character. That's what I was going to say is that it sounds like they at least 
they had it in some like in some areas where it's like oh this is a real person that you can yeah. see like a real person that's not just window dressing for the men yeah absolutely yeah oh, she so is she is cool i like her a lot she is she is one of the brightest points in the in the story as a whole by far that's cool um so overall or did you have specific something specific you want uh to touch on still i i think that pretty much oh the um I, just a quick note um because i don't want to go into there's way too much to like go into detail but like the the translation of this game is absolutely jacked <laughs> why it is completely messed up what? um give, give us give us at least one example okay um I'm going to look one up so that I have a good, um, no problem, a good example. But like suffice to say, every time I ran into a this is one of the rare games that, well, I guess it's not that rare. It actually gives you the name of the enemies that you're fighting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, It's like when you when you target them, it's like, oh, this is a this is a golem and this is a, you know, but you would see something and recognize what it is. Sure. Like, and oh, okay. then the word would be something different. <laughs> and that's I'm not even talking about like so there's there's a multiple different types of golems in this game. And because Japan, it just comes out as Gorem. Gorem. <laughs> yes. So yeah, like the there's the that L's. kind of stuff. And you forgive sure. that because whatever. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> OK. I don't know why, but that that one tickles my my funny bone. I just like the idea of it being Gorum. Um, it's like Crowdu. So there's Crowdu. there is stuff like uh, I'm gonna start sending you pictures in Discord. Oh, oh, okay. There are there are things like the assassin <laughs> and the kobold assassin. <laughs> well, it is a word. It is a cobalt. <laughs> so I, after having played through this game, I suspect, I strongly suspect that this game's, um, this game was, uh, what am I trying to say? It was translated from a, from a sheet of, of, like, of paper or like, or like a, a, a text document on a computer with zero content. All right, zero context. context. Yeah, or or it was yeah, because assassin is A S A S H I N. Yeah, assassin, assassin. Yeah, it it absolutely it absolutely strikes me as a game where the um where like the translation was done by a native speaker, but they did not actually have any image of what they were looking at they only had the words right yes they didn't know like there was no there was no room or no ability for them to look at it and say well this is what they mean clearly yeah yeah it was just translated as is and you're like okay because it was like i'm i'm still struggling to have a i'm struggling to find like a specific example like that's visual but like it, it's some of times in some cases it was literally like, oh, this the word on screen says snake, mm-hmm. but this is like a salamander like it has <laughs> legs. Sure. Or like this is a like this is a fish 
but they have called it like a bird. <laughs> it is like just straight up the actual wrong word. I, I, the, some of the things that will make me laugh the hardest in life are mistranslations or misunderstandings through translations or like AIs trying to write stories and stuff because I just love it's it's like pure it's it's innocent right nothing it's not trying nothing is yeah yeah it's not on purpose it's not like trying to make you laugh nobody nobody's punching down right and and god those there are just those moments that are they're just so perfect there there was one where like an ai wrote a harry potter story it was only like three or four pages long and it was so funny i love i love those even and even if they're there i have no idea if it's really an ai writing it or if it's yeah, a person yeah. being able to write like that. i completely so, know what you mean but but wh- if it is a person doing it they're they're doing a wonderful job of concocting these these ideas Anyways, yeah it's that it is, is fun. it is either a really fun and cool bot or it is yeah. like a really neat idea executed by a very talented writer yeah exactly um so there is also a uh you spoony bard moment in this game that okay. happens in the very end of the game, like the very last like boss fight area. If you would please read this out for um, I'm, I'm going to send this to you. Here's how we're going to do this. Okay. I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to ask you to read it. And that will be the end of the podcast. Well, then wait a minute. Wait a minute. I okay. want to know how you feel about this game compared to other quote unquote best RPGs ever. Like on the Super Nintendo, like where would you place this? I know it's it's really really hard because you have no nostalgia. This is like new, and it's like how yeah, do you it is it, to... it is difficult to to do that because like but 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 given those constraints, it's still fair because that just happens to be the life that we have lived. That we didn't play this game till now, and I didn't play it all actually. So that's why I'm saying, how would you even even though you have biases and things, where would you place this in terms of your RPG listings as far as? rpgs go and i don't mean on, on the spot i can't put it in like a numbered position or that's anything that's what i was gonna say i, I don't mean that i don't mean that that's, but that's if too someone anyways. told me that I, if someone told me that lufia 2 was their favorite snes rpg yeah i would be like yeah okay okay so it's good yeah it's very good it's, it has it's problems like an, it's it has overall a good experience it is overall a very good experience it had it does a lot of things that i don't think any other game does as well or at all Mm-hmm. Um, it has, I, I think one of its biggest, um, I think one of its biggest issues or drawbacks is just, I think it's too long. I think is it's it, too okay. long. Is it a pretty long the, game? It, it, it took me a good 40 hours and that didn't feel like wasted time. Yeah. I mean, 40 hours isn't that bad though for an RPG, but it feels long. Oh, like you were saying, because you're doing the same sort of dungeons and stuff. Because where it felt like, a palace like stuff. the the story keeps going, yeah, and the story yeah. is actually reasonably well paced. Yeah, but there are a couple of story beats where it feels like, oh god, I've done this five times already. Okay, that's yeah. No, I get that. It so is. It's, it's, it is go to town, find out problem, go to nearby tower, salt like get to the top the, of yeah. the, solve all the puzzles, get to the top of the tower. That will solve the problem so you can move on to the next town or retrieve again, something sort of. or yeah. defeat somebody and and then rinse repeat. 
Sure. So it's kind of it just fell into that. Other aside from that, though, you would you would it's it's a good game, and you understand it's it's not one of those ones where it's like, well, I I guess people put this at the top of their list, but it's kind of confusing why it's there. This one genu genuinely deserves to be a hey, play this if you like Super Nintendo RPGs and you haven't played it, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, I do not think that this game is overrated. Okay, cool. I think that this game is I don't think it's necessarily underrated because the people who like it speak very highly of it. I it's think that unknown. is de I think that is deserved, but um but I I don't know that I would necessarily put it among my top tier and again that's loaded because No, I you know. know that's that's why no I said it's not fair to but like but like yeah, this is this is one of the better RPGs on the console. I think I think it's fair to say that. And one of the cool things about doing this podcast has been finding out like, hey, non-Squaresoft companies made RPGs around this time and they were good too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's perfect. That's all, I, that's think all the, I was. I think the weirdest thing about it is that this game is considered significantly better than one. Because I think that one is a lot more of just a simple like, like Dragon Quest clone. Okay. And two is the one that adds the capsule monsters the and the... the puzzles and the and the, the capsule Zelda monsters and and the ancient cave and the and like all of these other features that kind of elevate it. And I think like this game does have a lot of sort of disparate features. I didn't even talk about the casino island, <laughs> which is also a thing mm -hmm. with a with an action bingo game where you can actually move the numbers around. <laughs> um, I actually kind of like that game, like. So there's like even other stuff that I haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. Um, it is, I will say it's extremely linear. Okay. But I actually like that now. Um, I don't, I don't think okay. that's necessarily I don't, I don't a have drawback. a problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really have a big problem with linearity in an RPG like this. But I, I, I did to... get towards the end of the game and I was like, oh my God, how many more towns are there? Yeah, so that that's, that's, that's kind of rough in a way. Like once if you're if you hit that mark where you're ready to be done with the game, but the yeah. game's not ready to let you be done. Right. And I think like one of the one of the weaknesses in the writing is that there are so many unique locations. You wouldn't think that would be a bad thing, but the right. locations don't really stand apart from each other. And you almost never, ever have any reason to go back to any of them. Mm, yeah. That's so you are really just kind of like drawing a one way line around the map. Like it's it's like a, it's like you're doing a connect the dots puzzle mm -hmm. on the world map and you never revisit the same dot twice. You're just going like do, 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 do. And then you hit the end point and you hit the end point. There's like maybe three towns that you actually have to go back to for plot reasons, like more than one time. Yeah. So it kind of makes the like on one hand, it's really cool that there's a lot of different uh, there's they modeled a lot of different towns and a lot of different areas and all of the all the names and the townspeople and the different features and everything. But on the other hand, none of them really feel alive and you don't really have time to connect with any of them. Some of them you're in for like less than a minute. Oh, wow. Like you literally just I mean, maybe less than a minute's maybe less than five minutes. Yeah, no, I get it. You I, go I, there, I, I you hit the item shop, the inn, you talk to the key people to find out where you're supposed to go next, and then you leave. Right, right. No, and that's, that's, that's what all I that town mean. is. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it loses something from not uh, from not having some areas that are a little more familiar. Sure, yeah. And not really giving you reasons to go back and revisit old areas and have new stuff there. Literally, the starting town I went back to 
at like the very end of the game, right before like right before the point of no return. Mm-hmm. And literally the characters there had the same dialogue that they had at the beginning of the game. Ooh. <laughs> like they I know just... that's I, I'm always impressed. To be fair, that's that's actually not like the end of the world, but at the same time no. it is sort of a it is sort of one of those moments when a game does have new dialogue for characters when major events happen, especially when they're worldwide events. It's sort of like, man, that's so awesome. Like I yeah. still get excited when a game does that. Yeah, that's I'm not even saying like a a uh I'm not even talking about like a Legend of Heroes style, like every single NPC in the game has unique dialogue for every stage in the game, because right. that's nonsensical. <laughs> yes, it's but I do insane. expect people who like address you personally in the opening town to not act like you never left, <laughs> especially when the midpoint of the game has a literal year time skip. Oh, my God, really? Yes, there is a year. time. It's, it's right around the wedding. You actually like the at that scene where Tia's like, yeah, I guess he's not for me. And then she literally just exits stage right. And the next scene is a wedding. (laughs) So like she lost super hard and immediately. (laughs) And then you go through a whole season where they're just like, you know, you get these little vignettes of them being a happy married couple and doing stuff together and, you know, arguing with each other and talking about swimsuits in the summer. And then they have their kid together making a baby. Yeah. yeah. And a whole a whole year goes by with all these fun little scenes. Um, And then and then the plot picks back up and stuff starts happening again. Yeah. But like that happens like in the literal middle of the game, if not like the if not the end of like the first third. Oh, wow. And then there's a there's a year time skip and then you can go back to the starting town in the game. And they're and you, a married man with a child, talk to townspeople who are like, so when are you going to settle down with Tia? Ooh, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh, no. Or maybe not bad is the right word. It's just an it's a little bit of a it's a fairly large oversight. Well, it, it speaks to what I'm saying about like none of the like those towns are all just kind of one and done. Yeah, and that's, they, uh, that's they all they're in, there for. They intend for you to forget about them. Yeah. And so it makes the world really big, but also really shallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, perfect. That's all I was wondering. So what is the, what is the, the, the thing that I will be reading for the, for the class? This is, um, this is something that the, the final boss of the game says to you after, after like defeating their sort of ambush and they uh, and they're they're mad at you for they're mad at you for being so strong. And okay. they say. <laughs> you little hoochies. 